Hello, everybody, and welcome to Real Talk episode 63. Today, we have a very special episode, a Harry Potter special episode. We're going to be talking all things Hogwarts and the wizarding world of Harry Potter. I feel like it's long overdue. We were hoping Seth was going to be able to make it for this one, but he's feeling under the weather today. So it's just going to be us three, Tyler, Cam, and George, going over Harry Potter. So we got a, a ton of fun stuff we're going to be doing today. We're going to start off by finding out which Harry Potter house we're all going to be in got a quiz for you two to take and we're gonna <laughs> determine which oh well who is that dude is what Voldemort? The fuck? <laughs> I'm all oh my god hold on are you wearing a bald <laughs> cap? what is that a bald cap no i shaved my head for this jesus oh, is that like a legit bald cap or is that just like a yeah no it's legit bald cap a... What Do you have a heck? wand? Uh, no, I didn't bring a wand. Oh, uh, go outside and go get a stick from outside. <laughs> All right, walk us through it. What was what's the face makeup situation? Is it just uh, like white powder and then like mascara dude, or something? I, I honestly don't know. Emma, what's the makeup situation? She said she found white primer. <laughs> white uh, primer. White primer and then a little powder uh, stuff. And then, uh, <laughs> Uh, some sort of mascara around the And Bailey is not happy about it today. I mean, I I would be scared too if I were your son. <laughs> yeah, you're looking mad terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Tom Riddle joining the pod today. Then it's me and George, but we're missing Seth today. Um, today on the episode, we're going to be finding out which Harry Potter house we're all from. We got a quiz for each of you to take. I already took it just to make sure... You know, it was like a solid quiz, but it should be it should go smoothly. My house is Slytherin. Spoiler alert! So I'm Slytherin, I guess. Piece I of have, shit. From Universal, I have Slytherin and Gryffindor like scarves, but couldn't find them. I was like searching my closet this morning. I was like, whatever. I guess the show must go on. Um, we're gonna rank the Harry Potter franchise, of course, from uh, worst to best, our favorite movies. Um, we're gonna draft Harry Potter characters, so the best Harry Potter characters will go. There's only three of us who might go like six or seven rounds, go a little deeper just to get some like sleeper picks, maybe. Um, and then uh, do like some quick Fantastic Beast chit chat, see if that's worth anything. And then lastly, we're going to talk about the reboot, uh, what we want to see, what we wish they would change, um, any casting ideas, just kind of talking the reboot since you know that is coming eventually. I don't know, sometime in the near future, we're going to get a full reboot of the Harry Potter universe. So, with that being said, let's jump right into this thing. So first off, we're gonna do sorting you two into Harry Potter houses. We gotta we gotta figure out where you two are gonna fit. So first, we're gonna go for Cam because he's you know basically Tom Riddle and, and Slytherin. <laughs> but I'm gonna share my screen so you can like follow along the quiz with me. Um, I binged every Harry Potter this week. I'm yeah, you grinded yeah. this in week. In five dude. days, you watched every Harry Potter. I've been into each one. I thought we were all doing it. You guys are killing me. I rewatched it like a month ago. I wasn't going to do it again. Yeah, I rewatched it like three times in the past like 14 months. Thank like you. the entire series. All right, Cameron. Let's do yeah. this thing. <laughs> so, fo forest or river? Like, what do you prefer? Oh, uh, river. Uh, real. And these questions, like I, I've done this a couple times, George. These questions are all different, so yours will be different too. So One it'll be interesting. Uh, One of your housemates has cheated in a Hogwarts exam by using a self-spelling quill. Now he has come to the top <clears throat> of the class in charms. 
beating you into second place. Professor Flitwick is suspicious of what happened. He draws you to the side after his lesson and asks whether or not your classmate used a forbidden quill. What do you do? Lie and say you didn't know, but hope that somebody else tells Professor Flitwick the truth. Tell Professor Flitwick that he ought to ask your classmate and resolve to tell your classmate that if he doesn't tell the truth, you will. Tell Professor Flitwick the truth. If your classmate is prepared to win by cheating, he deserves to be found out. Also, as you are both in the same house, any points he loses will be regained by you for coming first in his place. You would not wait to be asked to tell Professor Flitwick the truth. If you knew that somebody was using a forbidden quill, you'd tell the teacher before the exam started. Uh, The first one, Tom Riddle ain't no snitch. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't no snitch. A a troll has gone berserk in the headmaster's study at Hogwarts. It is about to smash, crush, and tear several irreplaceable items and treasures. In which order would you rescue these objects from the troll's club if you could? First, a nearly... a nearly perfected cure for dragon pox, the student records going back 1,000 years. Finally, a mysterious handwritten book full of strange runes. First, student records going back 1,000 years, then a mysterious handbook full of strange runes. Finally, a nearly perfect perfected cure for dragon pox. First, the strange runes, then the dragon pox cure, then the student records. First, oh the dragon pox cure, then the handwritten runes book full of strange runes and then student records going back 100 years student records go back 100 years then the cure then the handbook of strange runes lastly runes then records then cure oh, the damn man. tongue oh, twister right. so, yeah, yeah yeah all right so uh <clears throat> let's see so, so just let me what look at my, most? yeah let me look at my three options so i got the yeah. dragon pox cure handwritten book uh student records probably give the least shit about the student records um i'd go a perfected cure for i kind of like this one i keep it on and it's probably biased because i'm reading this one but dragon pox mysterious book student records going back a thousand years okay this one's interesting i don't really know how what what that favors yeah i don't know what are you most looking forward to learning at hogwarts apparition and disapparition which is being able to materialize and dematerialize at will transfiguration being able to turn one object into another Flying on a broomstick, hexes and jinxes, all about magical creatures and how to befriend or care for them, secrets about the castle, every area of magic I can. Uh, I would say, I feel like the creatures are more me, that or uh, flying on the broomstick, uh, but we'll go with creatures, befriending them creatures yeah you gotta tame tame all the animals yeah if you were attending hogwarts which pet would you take with you Ooh. tabby cat siamese cat ginger cat black cat white cat owl or tawny owl screech owl yeah, brown like owl bunch of different owls yeah <laughs> owls no. cats owls or toads toad? yeah so i guess narrow it down from there and then we'll choose between um so it'd be a cat or owl get the toad out of here <laughs> um so i have a black cat and i have a white cat Ooh, uh, honey what a cat is harlow again oh yeah we don't have that that's not an option um let's go with the black cat get a little spooky with it in the wizarding world mm-hmm. what kind of instrument most pleases your ear violin trumpet piano or drums none of these 
<laughs> Bro hates the music. The piano. The piano is probably the best. The piano. Maybe the drum, but we'll go. Right, I think there's like two more questions. Given the choice, would you rather invent a potion that would guarantee you love, glory, wisdom, or power? I mean, come on. I know what the answer wants me to pick. Yeah. <laughs> what would you actually rather have? I, 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 money's not an option, unfortunately. I feel like <laughs> yeah. glory. I feel like glory is the close to that, so we'll go with glory. Glory right now. You're a respectable man. Left or right? Right. Right? Yeah. Bro's a hustler. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Bro is soft. Hidden in plain sight, Tom Riddle is now a Hufflepuff. <laughs> so I'm a Slytherin, Cam's Hufflepuff. If, if George gets either Gryffindor or Ravenclaw, then we'll just put Seth and whatever that other I mean, I got to be Gryffindor. There's no way I'm not, you know? Gryffindor. I just got that. I just got that. All right. So we got Hufflepuff for Cam. Dawn or Dusk? Oh, Dawn. Bro's not Batman. <laughs> Once every century, the Flutterby bush produces flowers that adapt their scent to attract the unwary. If it lured you, it would smell like a crackling log fire, the sea, fresh parchment, home. So which smell would entice you the most? Which smell would entice me the most? Yeah. Probably the crackling fire. Yeah. Nice. I thought they were asking what I smelled like. I was like, I don't smell like any of those. All right. Same question as Cam had for the cheating one. If someone was cheating, would you lie and yeah. say you didn't know about it? You would? I'm not, yeah, I'm no snitch. I'm no snitch. No snitch. Sorry. What would you rather be? Envied? Imitated? Trusted? Praised? Liked? Or feared? Oh... Trusted's kind of calling my name. I'll go with trusted. Okay, trusted. I was gonna go with imitated since imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, but I don't want no one imitating me. Another same question: the pet one. Would you rather have a cat, a toad, or an owl? I'll go with one of the owls. Okay, so then for owls, would you want a tawny owl, a screech owl, a brown owl, a snowy owl, or a barn owl? Don't know any owls. I'll go snowy owl. Snowy. I'm pretty sure that's Harry's owl. Yeah, right? yeah, the white yeah. One. Yeah, that's definitely Harry's. Yeah. What would you like to study the most? Centaurs, goblins, mer people, <laughs> ghosts, vampires, werewolves, or trolls? Werewolves. Werewolves. Yeah, that's probably the one sticking out for me. Yeah, actually. the dopest one. You enter an enchanted garden. What would you be most curious to examine first? The silver leafed bearing golden apples, silver leaf tree bearing golden apples, the fat red toadstools that appear to be talking to each other, <laughs> the bubbling pool in the depths of which something luminous is swirling. That sounds creepy. The statue of an old wizard with a strange twinkling eye. I'll go with that one. That sounds like it has some mystery to it and history. question black or white how racist is george i mean i i wear black blue or gray so we'll go with black hey, that's what's up uh, that's what's up see i'm a good person i'm an always happy always cheery just really good it's person really that's it <laughs> so, so we got gryffindor for george that's what i'm saying puff and i'm a slytherin so that means uh mr seth's film reviews is a raven claw raven claw 
I don't know if Ravenclaw is like anything in the movies. Like, there's no one from fucking Ravenclaw. Is, well, who's from Hufflepuff? Ghost. Like, is that where like Luna Love? That's Good Luna Lovegood. Yeah, and then, uh, but there's I don't know anyone from Ravenclaw other than in the final movie they like shout out to, Luna like, Lovegood. Oh yeah, they go to um oh, like so Helena uh, Helena Ravenclaw. Yeah, like for the ghost or some shit. for the diadem. Whatever. I need this, you know, and I'm losing blood flow in my head. That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> why don't you take it off, dude? Take it off. Uh, uh, we're committed to this bit. That's why I was you waiting for you guys. You kind, to start you kind of just look more like Draco, honestly, because like it looks like it's slicked back blonde hair. Like, uh, I, like, I, I would have dressed like Dumbledore. I would have gotten a little, like, a little beard or something. Uh, yeah, I was gonna wear my freaking. I literally oh, have my Elder Wand somewhere in this house. I just don't know where. I got my Snape wand and my Luna Lovegood wand. Oh, uh, the Luna one is dope. Someone should have dressed as Snape, gotten that luscious black hair going. <laughs> straight hair. Should have asked Adam Driver to be a guest in the pod. Should Honestly, have. maybe maybe we'll talk about him when we get to the, the casting <laughs> section. But now that we know our house is, we're good to move on to the rest of the episode. Now that we can, we've we've all got that sorted out. Yeah. So next up, um, also I guess I'll, I'll mention this in case anyone else. So at home. The quiz I took was from wizardmore.com. So if you want to find out what house you're in, go to wizardmore.com, the sorting hat. I Googled sorting hat quiz, and it's the second answer. Um, and yeah, let us know in the comments what you got for your house. You can kind of see where we all stack up. Now we're going to go through ranking the Harry Potter franchise from worst to best in terms of how much we enjoy it. So there are, and we'll just do the Harry Potters for this one. So that means there's nine total movies because there's, Wait, one, yeah, one, no, no, eight, eight total eight. movies because there's seven. There's a part one, part two. I always forget I have the 20th anniversary thrown in my rankings on Letterboxd. But um, for the eight movies from worst to best, um, we'll go, I just we'll, just, we'll just go around the horn. So, number eight, what's the last place for you guys, George? What's your last place Harry Potter movie? All right. And I what's your rating? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. My last place Harry Potter movie is still a four out of five. I love this franchise. It's my favorite franchise. So don't take this last place personally. If anyone listening, if this is like your favorite. I know um, one of the Raiders twins, this is his number one. So I apologize. Um, but I have Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone at number eight. Um, again, I love this movie. I think this movie does such a brilliant job at introducing us to the wizarding world. I think this is the one movie that just genuinely just feels magical, you know? It just feels just incredibly magical, you know? They're, they're on the boats, pulling up to Hogwarts. I just, it's, everything about this movie is just magical, and I love it, but it is in my eighth place. Valid, I mean, something's got to be last place. I mean, something's got to be last end place. Of the day. You go next, Cameron. Tyler. You go next. Okay, me next. My, my last place is... Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets at a three and a half out of five. So really enjoy it. My Harry Potter rankings move around all the time because I mean, it's a, I mean, it's no secret. Everyone says like, oh, it's one of the most consistent franchises of all time, and that's because it is true. So many of them for me are are just neck and neck because I think they're all pretty good. So three point five out of five for me is Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, and I think honestly, like the only reason might be because I've seen that one the most by like Miles because for some reason on like ABC Family growing up, like that was the one they were always dude always always replaying that one and then like second most would be like the first one but it would always be the first two maybe because like those are the most like kiddish so like that's like the easiest to replay but so many times i had to just like sit there and watch the that freaking snake in the <laughs> underworld but it, it spooked me every time i um, swear every time i was homesick from school it was either i was watching a game show or a harry potter movie because that's all that was on tv at like 12 p.m 
Yeah, it's crazy how many how much play that got on cable television. But for me, last place is Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, but that's no slight to it whatsoever. Cameron. Yeah. Um, so I I was all I was never like a Harry Potter hater, but I always argued they like never had the highs of most franchise. I fucking love this rewatch. I really enjoyed the rewatch. Um uh so but my my bottom and it's a three and a half out of five, the only three and a half, uh seventy four out of 100 i believe 70 something like that out of 100 uh is is chamber of secrets as well i guess 69 out of 100 so it's nice. it's it's pretty yeah very cool right? um I, I enjoyed this one a whole lot i just think so the first one for me and and we'll talk about it is is a lot of great like introduction to this world uh, and whereas like the children acting isn't perfect by any means and it gets better throughout the series but i think this in chamber of secrets you no longer have the benefit of being like the introduction to the world where i give you that little like pass and like when you see hogwarts for the first time in the first one it's like kind of takes you back a little bit uh, and it's like really cool to see and in this one like i think the child acting is still not all there uh, I like the introduction of like Tom Riddle to start getting a little bit more into the Voldemort lore. Uh, but it, I just, I don't think it's as strong as the rest, but it's still, it's still goddamn good. Uh, big fan. Also, I, I hate when like <clears throat> JK Rowling just makes someone's name like Tom. I forget what his middle name Marvelo. is. Marvelo. Marvelo uh, Riddle. And I understand it's so that it spells out like, uh lord voldemort but i, I think that's fucking stupid whenever the, that kind of revelation comes because it's like you just make his name whatever whatever he wanted you just that. wrote that yeah i understand he's like how can i take my name and make it spell something else like but what but does voldemort mean anything like did he get lucky at child birth like no nope. why voldemort just because he had the like letters it would have been voldemort if he was never had a t in his name like <laughs> it just, it's, in my opinion but you know it's all right. Seventh place, George. What's your what's your second to last? My second to last is Chamber of Secrets, but I I have it slightly higher than Sorcerer's Stone for that exact reason. Cam has it in last place. I like that we're getting into the Voldemort lore of things. I like that. Well, that's not why it's in last place. I enjoy that part. I just yeah yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah yeah yeah. I yeah I get. It. But um yeah I like that. I like the mystery aspect of it. It just feels like. The sense of urgency just feels a little higher, whereas in Sorcerer's Stone, it does feel like more of a children's movie, where in Chamber of Secrets, we're kind of diving into a little bit deeper stuff, not as deep as like we eventually get to with Prisoner of Azkaban and shit like that. But yeah, I like the Voldemort lore introduction. I like the final sequence with the snake. I like the entire um, Chamber of Secrets stuff. It's just very mysterious, very intriguing. And I don't know, I just find myself... I, these rankings for me are just mostly based on like which ones I kind of find myself rewatching the most, and I find myself rewatching Chamber of Secrets more often than Sorcerer's Stone. Valid, valid. Yeah, for me, the the bottom two for me are Chamber of Secrets and Philosopher's Stone, which I, I like flip back and forth all the time. They're like neck and neck for me, um, but I give a slight edge to Philosopher's Stone, and I think that was a recent change. I think most often I had Chamber of Secrets a little higher, but Philosopher's Stone is just or Sorcerer's Stone or whatever you want to call it is just like like it's just so fun to see in the whole world you see hogwarts for the first time you get to learn what quidditch is um the ending does get a little dark too you know with Voldemort's face in the back of a what is that professor 
Quarrel is Quarrel. last name. Yeah, yeah. Quarrel's back of his head. Um, you know, you get the iconic TikTok sound. The, Dude, I make my moves. Oh my yeah. god, yeah. that sound has been yeah. so overdone. Yeah, crazy. Awesome. It is so, so annoying. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Philosopher's Stone just just awesome being introduced to that whole world. It's just crazy. I, I will say, uh, in Chamber of Secrets, fucking, uh, and I've been on a rant about Dumbledore this week. On <laughs> Ruins these children's education by not giving them year-end exams. Now you got people going out into the world haven't had these exams. Like they don't know what's going on in the wizarding world. This is why we need pure blood wizards. <laughs> These damn mud bloods. <laughs> oh man. Uh Cam, what's your second to last place? Um, all right. Second to last place is uh Goblet of Fire, actually. Hmm. Big fan of Goblet of Fire. And this is where I get into uh this is where I get into um uh four out of five. So 76 out of 100 for myself. Big fan of Goblet of Fire, but I, I just feel like the games weren't like as intriguing as i would hope like i i I really enjoy them i didn't love them i would say um i definitely think um there are things they could have done differently but like i I, again it's it's pretty highly rated i won't be a harry potter hater anymore after watching these um because i did like really enjoy my watch through i forget what exactly my like anti uh anti dumbledore slander well, when, when he gave the points to harry after the water oh yeah thing. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> awarding uh what is it noble points or something yeah for, 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 for going back and saving the <laughs> bullshit bullshit dumbledore you're giving out make a wish points to harry this week like giving him free phony points it's absolute bullshit and looks like nikola jokic he does I'm sure, I'm pretty sure they're the same exact person True. also also minus one point to the costume department for making ron look like that for doing ron so dirty. yeah did him dirty in this movie same with harry's hair too yeah everyone's hair in this one it's bad <laughs> bad 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 but I like that. Uh, I'll say I don't. I don't know when to bring this up perfectly. I'll say I like that Harry and Ginny end up together, and not Harry and Hermione, because that's just too tropey. But yeah. J.K. Rowling was all like, "Hey, let's make it a little different," and I like that. Also, J.K. Rowling so fucking racist in these movies. <laughs> like the, the names of these people are crazy. I think that is this the one that introduced it, and I just watched, so I should know. Cho 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 Chang. One, the yeah. only Asian character yeah. with that's yeah. so fucked that's up. That's a Jason. crazy name to give her. And then, and then all of the all of the goblins are just Jewish people. That's so racist, J.K. Like this is awful. But you know what's funny is the, the Dean, the only like black kid. He, she names Dean, like the whitest name out there. Okay, yeah, I didn't even notice that. It's she's like, like this is she's like this is where I draw the line. I'm not yeah with this. <laughs> <laughs> she's crazy. Absurd. Or her or her publisher was like reading through the book and was like, This name is kind of racist. You sure she's like, Yeah, keep that name. And she gets to like his name and she's like, I'm sorry, I'm drawing the line. Yeah. You're changing I, this to Dean. Yeah, Dean. Not jar- there, are lot, not jar- there are a lot of memes about that, but yeah, it's bad. It's bad during Yeah, JK Rowling, very shit person. Yeah. Crazy. So we just did Cam second to last place, Goblet of Fire. Yeah. Um, George, what's your sixth place? My number six, and like the more I look at my ranking, the more I feel like this is too low for this, but 
I mean, that's just how highly I think of this franchise. I have Deathly Hallows Part 1, which I think is great. I Every time I watch this movie, I, I grow fonder of it. I just find so much value in it as like the Part 1 of this epic conclusion. I think when you look at it from that lens, it does a good job. There's such a more depressed tone to this movie that like sets up for a more emotional Part 2. I think everything this movie does to set up for Deathly Hallows Part 2, it does incredibly well. Um, and then I said in my letterbox review when I had initially reviewed this a while back, I think right there with Half-Blood Prince, I think this is the best-looking Harry Potter movie. I think it's just gorgeous. Um, you know, you have, like, Harry, Ron, and Hermione. They're, like, on the run, so it just opens the field for these, like, really wide landscape shots, these, this really cool sequence in the forest where they're kind of running... Um, yeah, I, I I see a lot of value. It's This is the four out of five. This is my last four out of five. So after this, we're getting into the four and a halfs for me. But as a part one, I think this is a really solid outing. Yeah, definitely agree. Yeah, and like it's just hard at this point to stack these up because they all get so close. Um, That's the thing. Every time I – this is why – every time I've posted a ranking of this on TikTok, like once every seven months, every time I rewatch it, and every time I do, someone comments, bro – Bro keeps recycling material. I'm like, no, it's just every time I rewatch this franchise, mm-hmm. something changes within my ranking. Either I have a different number one, or I'll switch like my three and four, right. or Deathly Hollows Part One used to be my last place one, but I bumped it up to six. Shit like that. Like every time I rewatch this franchise, something about the ranking changes. Right. Yep. No, totally agree. Mine, mine moves around all the time. Um, so my sixth place, so third to last. Is Harry Potter and the Order of Phoenix, which at one point I don't know if it still is, but I think it's your favorite. But for me, I still really enjoy it. Um, I think the only thing that I didn't like about it is that I think on my latest rewatch, it just felt like a little too much filler for my taste. But like again, I still really liked it. Um, but because like it, it, this is the one where like Dolores is really starting to take over. Uh, yeah. D- dumb. Uh, starting to take over Hogwarts. Yep. And yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it's like this one just always annoys me because I'm always like, how are you like letting like it's just. I was against, I just always get so annoyed with how she just takes over Hogwarts like so easily. And I'm just like, God, it's just do something, someone like it's, a, <laughs> it's clearly just such a bitch. Like, <laughs> stop her. Um, but yeah, like, uh, still awesome. Uh, I'm trying to think of like what the big climax of this one is. Is this the f- is this one the battle of uh Dumbledore and yeah, Voldemort at the Dumbledore end? and Voldemort at the end when they're in um, they go down to like get the prophecy from wherever they are, the, the government hall. Mm-hmm. And Harry and the gang fight the Death Eaters, and then this is the one spoiler alert where um, Sirius dies. Very emotional, mm-hmm. very heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. That was a long time ago. Like that, like this movie came out a long yeah. time. Yeah, while back came out even before it. Tyler, are we still in your three and a halfs right now? Yeah, this is my last three and a half. Okay. I forgot to mention those. What, what did I, did I, did I miss anything or was George? No, my the, my uh, sixth place is Order of the Phoenix, three and a half. My okay. six was Deathly Hallows Part One, Four. Okay. Yeah. And now it's you. And I was gonna ask you. I keep forgetting to ask you, Ken. Have, on this rewatch, all your scores out of one hundred were they moved around a bit, or are they just pretty much the same? No, I kept were? them. I kept them relatively the same, mostly just because, like, I'm not gonna move them a couple points. Yeah, like, I don't know if they're a couple points higher, but uh, uh, I think I like actually one score was moved around, uh, which made me because two were tied. Then I moved another score, uh, just to. Um, bump it yeah. up so that kind of changed um so once one one list was changed i guess okay uh, nothing crazy 
but my six is also uh, also Order of the Phoenix, uh, Tyler. Without a doubt, I'm sure you guys mentioned it the best wizarding battle in any of the any of the Harry Potter. One of you posted, or did someone else on Movie Talk? I posted it. Yeah, posted it. Okay. yeah, of course, of course, because yeah. uh, that's just fantastic. Just with I don't know why, like I, I don't know why we didn't get like more cool wizarding battles and that's one gripe i'd have with harry potter like it's it's we get you know the electricity shooting from the um from the wands but i feel like we never got like a really cool wizarding battle where they're conjuring up fire or conjuring up this glass and then turning it into dust like they are in this in this one well they kind of like i mean we'll get into it when we talk about i guess what we want to see in the upcoming tv show or the reboot but like they robbed us of that in Deathly Hollows Part Two with the final climactic battle of like Harry and Voldemort. Like in the books, they're they're like in the it's dining amazing. hall, like everyone is watching and like they're going at it, and then Voldemort starts to get weaker and weaker, and like Harry just starts to like bitch him about, and it's like I don't know, it, it, that would have been sick. Like that would have been yeah. fantastic as opposed to just the two of them in the courtyard alone. Yeah, yeah, that that's that's fair, and and that. We can talk about that in the future, yeah. but that's definitely something I would enjoy to see is some cooler wizarding battles. Just because you don't really get a sense of all they can do, I feel like, within the movies. Um, and again, like it's it's done well, just not perfect. And I think that's what, for me, makes this franchise a lot of four out of fives versus four and a halfs or whatever. Because um, right. I do think the quality of movies there, it's just not, um, I don't know. That's, that's one gripe of mine. Mm-hmm. And, uh, what else did I assume you guys mentioned a bunch about Order of the Phoenix, but that's, that's the big takeaway is the best wizarding battle with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did you wait, was that also what your, that was my six. Yeah. So okay, 70, yeah. 77 out of hundred. All right. So Cam and I line up there, George, now we're in fifth place. Uh, yeah. Now we're in fifth place, my number five. And now for me personally, we're getting into our four and a half. I have Harry Potter and the half blood prince. Um, this is like, if they had made this like Deathly Hallows part one and then made part one, part two and part two, part three, I think that would have made sense as like the entire like concluding trilogy of Harry Potter, because I think this movie does such a good job at like expanding the lore around Voldemort. Like we had always had um, like the extent of the Voldemort lore was he who shall not be named, you know, killed Harry Potter's parents and then Order of the Phoenix kind of gave us like the whole you know, when he was in his prime, he had massive numbers of witches and wizards. Like, the extent of the Voldemort lore was really just hearing other characters, like, talk about him out of fear. Whereas in Half-Blood Prince, now we're really diving into, like, Dumbledore and his backstory with Tom Riddle. And I think that plays out, like, incredibly well as, like, technically, like, a part one to this concluding trilogy of, like, Half-Blood Prince, Deathly Hallows Part 1, and Deathly Hallows Part 2. Um... And then, like I said, for Deathly Hallows Part 1, I think this is the best-looking Harry Potter movie. Um, and I, I don't think it's, like, particularly close. I think this is a gorgeous film to look at. Uh, and then, obviously, again, spoiler alert, it's capped off with, like, the most emotional scene in Harry Potter or maybe the second most emotional scene in Harry Potter of Dumbledore's death, which is just... I can't believe you're throwing out spoiler alerts. Well, d- d- just, just in case, you know? I just got to be respectful. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I got Half-Blood Prince at number five. Four and a half out of five. Shit right. bangs. Yeah, I'm into my four out of fives now. So uh, everything else is three and a half out of fives. I have nothing that's lower than a three and a half. 
Um, but at fifth place, I have Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. I feel like that's oh. like the consensus, like number one of all time. Um, but it's in fifth place for I me. Like, I still really like it. I'm happy with your take there, and I'm not saying it's that low for me by any means. But I always don't have it number one and get a bunch of comments. There's a spoiler alert, but I like that. Yeah, take. it's not my number one, but five is. Yeah, I mean, I think Alfonso Cuarón is like the most acclaimed director of the series, so a lot of yeah. people like into film really like you know kind of favorite as well but i mean it definitely takes a much needed turn for the franchise you go from the two kitty movies to now this one goes completely dark uh i the thing is like the whole like final like third of the movie and as george would say spoiler alert um i just didn't care enough for like buckbeak for like me oh, to be super invested. Oh, no, <laughs> for me to be invested in this like story <laughs> And then, like, the, the aspect of tra- time travel is cool, but you have to, like, relive the entire ending, like, twice for, like, 30 minutes each time. And I was just like, I get it. But, like, the final ending was obviously really cool. But I, I like a lot of it. I like how it got dark and then kind of just a dark tone. They never use time travel again in this. Series. No, it would have been so beneficial so many moments so many in this times. fucking franchise. I get it, because yeah. anytime you deal with time travel, you can always say, why don't you just travel back? Like, if this happens, why just travel back, change it. Well, all that. So I understand it. It's just one of those things. Don't introduce it if you're not going to, like, don't introduce it at least this early on if you're not going to, like, reuse it, I feel like. Right. Um, and, yeah, I... I that's one thing that like just kind of is odd to me. At yeah, least. time travel is a c- tough nugget to crack, and how how you it's impossible. It to yeah, crack, yeah it's impossible. Yeah, I agree. Like, yeah, you just can, you can never you can never use it and then it not be the answer the next time because any right. any problem time travel any problem time travel like yeah that's your answer but mm-hmm. and that's the annoying part of it to be honest. Um, right. But yeah, and but of course, like they, yeah. Go ahead. I was just gonna say it's not like they destroyed the thing that turntable or whatever she has i forget what it's called it's not like they did anything to it she still has it but like they just never talk about it again is, right is that just dumbledore being a piece of shit again not giving them time travel yeah, probably in the future fucking awful teacher <laughs> dude just sucks obviously in this one we're also like introduced to the dementors one of the craziest like coolest thing ever the oh, way yeah. they they come across on screen yeah. so terrifying that scene expecto awesome. patronum Oh, that yeah. scene. Yeah, yeah, that scene bangs. It's a, scene. It's a uh, great scene. Are we on to five? Five. Uh, yeah, fifth place for you. For some reason, my like list, so I changed my list, um, and it's showing up like one, two, three, five, four, six, seven, eight. Like, um, <laughs> so I, I like I swear I have this one higher, and then I looked at the numbers below, and they just haven't haven't changed the order. Uh, but my number five, a 78 out of 100. The only score I dropped a little is the Philosopher's Stone or the Sorcerer's Stone. Um, I, I give a whole lot of benefits to this movie being the first and just like introducing us to this wizarding world because I think if they fall flat there and it's kind of like Iron Man, if you fall flat there, you don't have the rest of the franchise being as great. This, I think, hits on 99% of the things except like the children acting suck. And also the CGI of, uh, of Philosopher's Stone and Chamber of Secrets really struggles, I think, especially... A lot of things looking almost like gelat. A lot of creatures looking like gelatinous, almost, and then the uh, uh, or rubbery, and then the uh, uh, Quidditch matches looking not that great when they're flying around. Um, I think a lot of that that aspect of it, and that's just technology of the time. Um, but I think that struggles a, a good amount in that. Um, but I do love like the introduction. You get the theme for the first time. You see Hogwarts for the first time. All of that is is done very well, and I think is a big reason that this. Um, 
that this franchise did so well, to be quite honest. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm a big fan of it. And also just, uh, again, Albus Dumbledore giving out phony <laughs> points at the end of the year. Awards 160 points. No, 170 points to to, um, to Gryffindor out of pure bullshit. Just like, Hermione, courage. 50 points and then he gives 10 points to neville for just not being an for just for just being there yeah, like, what the hell, man? for literally just existing and not cursing anyone out this first year house cup is under protest because that's some <laughs> bullshit well there was a couple of years where we give out free points at the end of the year and that's why like if i was a student at i don't think there are it's just oh, really? this it's year, just that man. one it's at least in the movies i feel I like at the end of like the movies and other movies no, at like, the end of the second stuff. movie they cancel the they cancel the uh the test and then in uh Goblet of Fire, they give out those phony points to Harry. But other than that, this is the only time. It's bullshit. Yeah. If I was a student at Hogwarts, I would not try because like everyone would be like, come on, man, we gotta win the house cup. And like no, Dumb- it's, it's rigged. It's a rigged yeah, game. Rigged. Yeah. He's gonna bullshit. pick whoever I he wants. I don't know to where win. this man's morals stand. That's why I am vote for me for House of Hogwarts, Joe Voldemort. <laughs> I'm gonna get over him. Number four, uh, fourth place, George. What's your what's your movie? Four for me is the Goblet of Fire. Um, before like the age of like sixteen, maybe this was like the only Harry Potter movie I would rewatch like just incessantly. Like this was for the longest time my favorite one. I thought it was the coolest one. Um, the games I thought were just so riveting, so compelling. I don't think they hold up in excitement as much as i would have liked which is why i think over time this is like pretty much dropped from like my number two spot to my number four spot um still held up from a lot of really really solid moments a lot of emotion with hermione ron and harry there's a lot of just brutal scenes with the dragon and i think it just makes for a very compelling experience then of course just the entire pretty much final sequence with the maze and then meeting Voldemort for the first time um, or like the official first time. I thought that entire scene was just, that is awesome. It's just, yeah, it's like a, it's still a frightening scene. And you know what makes it frightening for me? The fact that he's walking around barefoot. I think that shit is scary. Just barefoot in a black cloak. Like he's a frightening dude. And for some reason being barefoot, every time I see his ugly ass feet walking across the grass, I'm like, this is scary, man. I'd be frightened if this dude walked in my direction. Um, but yeah, I got that at my number four spot out of four and a half out of five. I will also say like with the, the scene where they have to, the challenge where they have to find the people in the water, there's no like challenge to it other than finding them. And maybe that, and that's the point of it. I get that. But like, I don't know, you could have done some sort of action where they have to like fight off these mermaids or something, but they really, they really don't. They just go in and grab them. The only time Harry gets like attacked by the mermaids is when he tries to save someone uh, else who, who, yeah whoever the other uh person yeah. is I, I, is it cho it might be cho well he's supposed to save cho but then he goes back to save ron as well or something ron like, yeah, maybe or someone yeah yeah i yeah, watched yeah. this two days ago and i can't fuck yeah because then he gets moral fiber points which is yeah. phony phony <laughs> points but, yeah there's no like there's no like threat it feels and and they also reveal that like the kids weren't in danger they would have come up anyways which is fine uh but it doesn't but the contestants don't know that at the time so it would have been nice to like feel that threat a little bit i don't know yeah i feel that my my fourth place is also got of fire the fourth movie it's i feel like it's the first two-thirds of the movie are 
like good. And then the final third is just incredible. Like the whole Voldemort finally materializing final fight with Cedric Diggory, the emotional reaction to that. I feel like the final third of this movie is just so incredible. First two thirds are still good, but I don't think they quite live up to it. Uh, I think the opening of this movie is like super frightening when they're at the big cup and oh yeah basically just getting murked and they burn down the entire village it's insane the opening is just so such a great way to hook you and then throughout the rest of the movie you're just always lurking in the back of your mind you're like all right they're they're here now they're coming for sure and then obviously you get the cedric diggory robert pattinson death r.i.p legendary when they come floating down in the beginning of the movie from the sky or whatever and just just like running just like running yeah yeah uh, I also would say, like, mm-hmm. I don't think it's fair to introduce a character like Mad Eye Moody and then have it revealed that it wasn't Mad Eye Moody because we we've never met this guy before. So I didn't I didn't love that. I don't think like I've never met this guy. I don't know how he's supposed to act or if he's doing anything weird. You know? Yeah. They they try to play it off with like that lick the lip licking the entire time and like the twitching he does and, the, and he's drinking that potion that he wants yeah to and I yeah get that, but I didn't know it, it wasn't like in previous movies he yeah. wasn't doing that right you know yeah that's true I don't love mm-hmm. fair fair yeah uh, fourth place cam yeah fourth place for me is Deathly Hallows Part One um, raised it up to a seventy nine out of a hundred so. For me, two through seven are all four out of fives, and then I have a four and a half, and then and a three and a half at, at eight. Um, but yeah, they're all. I think all the Harry Potter's are very, very good. I would say um, Deathly Hallows Part One, uh, least bit of action you get, and it's a it's a setup for Part Two. But I I think we've talked this before. I I prefer that they've done a two part movie. That I think I feel like this book needed two parts, unlike like Catching Fire. Or not catching fire, uh, mocking Jay and the Hunger Games franchise, which just like the first movie just stinks. Fumbled the bag. Yeah. Um, Whereas this, I think it's important to have the two parts, and I think it ends on a really good note with Dobby death. Um, And and I I, I like it a lot. And you get Ron just being an asshole because he's wearing that um, horror crux around his neck, and then he leaves for like. 20 minutes and then comes back. <laughs> that, he just reappears. Yeah, that's always good stuff. He just leaves and then comes back. Hey, bud. Uh, but like, where have you been, bro? Oh, you know, just walking. <laughs> also, dude, I, I don't know when I don't know when to mention this, but the casts in all of these are so goddamn good. Like every single character. Yeah. You know, I'm, I, every time I was when I was rewatching, every time I'm like, holy shit, that's Gary Oldman or holy shit, that's Helena Bottom Carter. And then, and then uh, Luna Lovegood's dad is uh, Reese Iffins, or I don't know exactly. How to, it's the lizard from Spider-Man 2 yeah. and then, you mm-hmm. know, a bunch of other things. Um, but I'm like, oh shit, he's in this. And and it's just a bunch of people that the whole time I was going, hey, look at this guy. I know him. <laughs> and then yeah, like uh, Brendan Gleeson is Mad-Eye Moody, all that jazz. Just great castings all around. Hey, bud, maybe, maybe don't um, steal my coffee. <laughs> uh, but yeah that's that's my number four yeah they they cooked on this in the yep, cash really department mm-hmm. uh my number three maybe to a surprise is the order of the phoenix um but this is what i'm saying every time i rewatch this harry potter franchise like my top three will change in order this time around i had order of the phoenix at number three i still fucking love this movie i think it's the darkest tone i like the fact that we're really diving into harry's like the mental aspect of what it means to be the chosen one like it's eating him alive and he's clearly not handling it too well um so he has to like kind of go into those like lesson things with snape 
Um, but this is like the darkest Harry Potter movie and I fucking love it. It's got the tone of, um, you know, right from the beginning, right? When Harry walks into the Weasley's, um, or not even, it's not even the Weasley's home. It's like the getaway house or whatever you want to call it. The order of the Phoenix headquarters. Um, it's just a very, very like dark tone, like Voldemort's building an army. You know, he used to have these numbers of witches and wizards and Harry's there. He's like, well, he's building an army that I want to fight. Like, it's all just it's a very it's like the first like very mature movie i think as we kind of get into like this final like push of like the final battle with voldemort and i just fucking love that and then of course you guys mentioned it the um final battle with uh dumbledore and voldemort like cam said wish we got more of those across the franchise because that shit was sick um that like one part where fucking Dumbledore has uh, Voldemort in like the water and then Voldemort drops and just like shoots his like cloak at Dumbledore. I don't even know what he does, but it looks so cool. Um, so yeah, I got to order the Phoenix number three, four and a half out of five. Yeah. Cause I swear. Yeah. Cause I think I remember the first time I ever saw Harry Potter rankings. That was number one, right? Yeah. It was number one that it was like number four. That it moved back to number two. I, my my top th- my top five just change all the time. Every time mm-hmm. I watch this fucking franchise, there's a new ranking. I could watch this franchise this week, and we could do another episode of this next week, and my ranking will be different. Right. Yeah. Every time I rewatch it, I also I'm gonna move around at least one movie. I might move around a movie after this episode, after just talking about it. <laughs> Why not? Might might fuck around and move, move around. <laughs> um, my third place is Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince. Um, yeah, like I. I feel like it's just kind of a, not a forgotten movie, but I feel like it's, it's, I mean, everyone talks about Deathly Hollows movies and then Goblet of Fire. I feel like it's the most buzz. Cause it's just like, I, I don't know. I feel like everyone kind of talks about that one, the most fondly in terms of just like enjoyment. And and then you kind of order the Phoenix as a consensus. Number one, or I mean, prisoner of Azkaban and you get philosopher's stone chamber of secrets are the ones that I ever watched a million times as a kid. I feel like no one, I hear no one talk about half blood Prince the most, but it's in my top three gorgeous looking movie. You get validation on Draco's turn to the dark or kind of just almost fulfilling his prophecy because you could tell he's like hesitant the whole time, but he just had enough of an opening for darkness that it eventually would creep completely in. Even if it felt like he wasn't, you know, he's being pressured by his father. He was being pressured by a lot of people in his life, but he just had enough of the susceptibility to be like a dark person that it was inevitable that he was going to ultimately succumb and, and do things like, you know, the end of this movie killing off Dumbledore uh, you get to see Snape's true motives a bit, and then obviously you fully get to see Snape's true motives in Harry Potter Death Hallows Part Two. But Half Blood Prince, the ending again. I don't know. I feel like a lot of the Harry Potter movies don't feel like consistent from beginning to end for me. I mean, I really enjoy all of them, but again, this is similar to Goblet of Fire almost, where I think the ending is just like, so cracked and so five out of five that it elevates the rest of the movie a bit for me. But still, is like and uh, like George said when he's reviewing this one, it truly does feel like kind of like a final trilogy of the series this would be like a part one because this is really breaking down the entire world and really setting up the conflict and being like all right now shit's completely on the fan hogwarts is in peril the world is crumbling like harry potter is gonna have to save this world and make sacrifices so then let's get into the final two movies so it does kind of truly does feel like a final trilogy but third place for me is half-blood prince cameron number three yeah for me uh what's up do you need something Okay, sorry. Uh, for me, third place is, uh, and I switched this live on air because I, I think <laughs> you gave me the courage to do it, Tyler. In um, third place is Prisoner of Azkaban for me. 
uh, 82 out of 100. I just flipped this in my next one. Um, I like it a lot. Uh, I think time travel's a stupid use and you just can't make it good. But I think this one does about as good of a job as you, as you can. Um, I, I think this one stylistically is one of the better uh, Harry Potters, just like in terms of how it's directed. And you can see that through Alfonso Crone, uh, who obviously has like the most, um, I, I'm trying to think of the word, uh, the deepest resume of any of these directors. Um, but yeah, I, I do think it does all of that really well. Um, I just don't love time travel as much as most. And I like this movie a whole lot. Um, and I, I think the story of the next two that I mentioned are, is a little more compelling. Um, and, and this is like that turn that Tyler said, what's up, bud? This is the turn that Tyler said that, you know, we kind of need it right when we get into the, oh my gosh, we get into these, uh, these movies you need to get a little darker. Um, and, and the Harry Potter franchise does grow with this audience, which is a big benefit. And I think this is where you start seeing that. Definitely. Uh, into our top two now. So number two, silver medal, George. Yeah, I'll just kind of run off of what Cam said because my number two is Prisoner of Azkaban. Um, go back and forth a lot between Order of the Phoenix, Prisoner of Azkaban, and what my number one is on like just the order of my top three, like I said. But Prisoner of Azkaban, yeah, I think this is just like the most technically brilliant Harry Potter movie. Um, if there was one like Harry Potter movie that I think should have been nominated for Best Picture, I would have picked Prisoner of Azkaban. I think just from like a technical lens and you know objectively speaking about film i think this is the best made one um and then i like cam's point in that this franchise does grow with its audience it never shied away from that it never shied away from like trying to bring on a new generation even though we're you know at the point of prisoner of azkaban we were you know three four years they're not trying to bring on a new generation they're trying to grow with their audience and Prisoner of Azkaban does show that very well. Um, I love everything with the Death Eaters. I love everything with Harry and Lupin. I think there's a lot of just emotional conversations in this uh, in this movie that I really adore. And then everything with Sirius, uh, who's just right there with Snape as being like the most tragic Harry Potter character. And I love his introduction, how he's kind of introduced as this like piece of shit who you expect to end up being like the big bad of this movie and he turns out to you know obviously be harry's godfather and just be this this loving mentor to harry which i fucking adore um and then the expecto patronum scene is one of my favorites in the entire um and wow well, i was about to say entire mcu uh entire harry potter franchise <laughs> um that just felt like the most mature moment in harry's career at that point um, you know, that was his triple double. That was his MVP season. Um, and I just, I, I fucking love that movie. So I got prisoner of Azkaban at number two. Yeah. My number two is Harry Potter and the deathly hollows part two. So the, the Snape revelation scene where you see like the, you know, five minute flashback of him and Lily Potter and kind of get background on that whole romance and how his life turned out after that, after she married Tom Potter instead of him, just one of the best scenes ever like one of my favorite scenes ever in movies like that scene's so good alan rickman is so incredible in that scene just displaying such raw emotion as snape's character finally comes a complete arc and, and harry realizes what snape kind of was all along which obviously is kind of a massive curveball from what you watch the first time through you're like he's the worst he's like the worst professor he's always so mean he always is 
conniving and has something up his sleeve and then it kind of finally comes full circle in this one before he meets his demise of course you get basically an hour and a half of pure action in this movie once the beginning of this movie kicks it off um some very fun battles you get uh, neville with the sword iconic and then just the very ending too is just awesome with the when it just kind of shows like a little flash forward to the future when they're older their little kids are being sent off to hogwarts and we see that uh, you know, Ron and Hermione are still together. Harry and uh, Ginny are still together. Draco, he has a kid and a wife, but I can't Awful remember. Is ending it, scene. Is that uh, from? Is Draco's that, wife from anything in Harry Potter? I can't uh, remember. She, the, she's not like a character. Getting anymore. older, scene is all, the up aging rather than de aging looks bad. <laughs> yeah, they they definitely went for like practical effects, which are like makeup mm-hmm. or something. It just didn't work out well because the kids were like. I don't know, 22 or 23 or something, and they try to make him look like 40. Um, but yeah, number two for me is Death Hallows Part 2. Uh, right, number my, two yeah. for Cam. My number two is The Half-Blood Prince, and I think uh, what makes this movie is just learning a little bit more about Snape. It looks the best. Um, you, well, you, I like Snape's the best character. I think we all agree. Maybe, maybe, this, maybe not. I think Snape's the best character. Um, and I think that's the point of his character is like the whole time you think he's a fucking ass. Um, but he really has the deeper motivations of or whatever. Um, yeah, he's the best. And you learn like he's the half-blood prince. He kills uh, Dumbledore, uh, doesn't disarm him. Very, very detailed-oriented uh, movie. I like that. Um, but yeah, he, he, you, get a, you get a ton of him. You get a ton of Harry just look at, learning about Horcruxes, um, going on the hunt for one. Uh, you get some more Dumbledore actions, good stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I, I liked the Half Blood Prince a whole lot. Rip Dumbledore, I, big uh, rip. Yeah, mm-hmm. talked a bunch of shit about him, but in the end, you, know, you gotta respect. <laughs> you gotta respect his greatness. You know, I, I can be a hater all I want, but I can't deny his greatness as a wizard. So rip, awesome. rip Dumbledore. Um, D- Dumbledore cared about you know the survival of the entire wizarding world. You know, so at what cost? I know at what cost. At what cost? Should have just been pure bloods. Uh, shout out Voldemort, the true goat. Also, yeah, Voldemort being uh, being uh, Ray Fines, awesome. Yeah, so good. And Fantastic. I, like, yes. I never noticed when I so I, I rewatched these when Max came out. So what was that? Probably twenty twenty, maybe three years ago. Um, and then this is my first rewatch of them since. Um, just awesome. Shout out Ray Fine. It's just fantastic. Mm-hmm. As well. Yeah, he's like he he and he's like right there with Alan as like one of my favorite oh, yeah. castings in this For universe. Sure. Yeah, yeah. For sure, I, I'm with you. Uh, my number one, I think, I was part two. Um, this is just, I think, this is my only five star. Finally, to a five star. Getting after. robot is yeah, Am I losing him? No, I think I think he might oh. be back now. But am I here? Voldemort was casting a hex because he doesn't like whatever about to say for number one. <laughs> All right, you're, you're back. What's number Am one? I back? All right, my number one, Deathly Hallows Part 2. Um, on rewatch, when I rewatched this franchise, like, I don't know, a month ago, um, I just raised this to a five stars. I think this is just such a worthy, worthy conclusion to this entire franchise. This was such a just incredible task, a, a fucking Mount Everest to climb to, like, create a satisfying ending that lives up to just how great this franchise had been up until that point. And I think it absolutely just rose to that task. Um, This is just like, I don't know. It's a five star for me just because of what this movie means to me. It was like one of the first films I truly remember falling in love with. 
I remember going to the midnight premiere of this back when like those were a thing, like 12.01 a.m. showings. Um, I went to it. I, I just remember that this was the first moment where I was like, yo, movies are fucking dope. This movie was dope. And I love this a lot. Um, but then, like Tyler said, I think there are just a lot of fantastic moments in this movie. It's essentially just one massive battle. But you have the always scene, which is my favorite scene in any Harry Potter movie. You have the final battle with um, Harry and Voldemort, and they're just going at it for like the final like 25 minutes of this movie. Um, I love the scene in the forest when Harry is killed by Voldemort, and he has this conversation with Dumbledore. Um, Neville with the sword, like Tyler said, is just iconic. I think this movie just has so many just like iconic payoffs that I just fucking love. And every time I watch this movie, I'm just like, wow, they really did this. Like they really like executed an eighth movie in a franchise, the conclusion just, just as brilliantly as they could have. Like, I don't think they could have made this movie any better, um, except for a couple of like changes from the book. Um, but other than that, I fucking love this movie. I think this is the best Harry Potter movie. It's my only five out of five. Yeah. My, uh, my number one has changed and it, it just goes up more on rewatch. And this is a true zero to hero story. Cause first time I ever saw Harry Potter, Deathly All is part one firmly in last place. <laughs> now it's number one. This is this kid. Just <laughs> you count them out when you first see him, you watch that first scrimmage and you're like, you know, not the best tape I've ever seen from a player. <laughs> then you start to put him in the rotation. You're like, I'm gonna give this guy some more minutes. And then after a couple more games, he can ball. this guy's the star of your team. Yeah, he's he the can, star of your team. He can ball for sure. Yeah. On the outside looking in, he might not ball, but he might be like Alex Caruso. Like you look at the guy, you know, he's <laughs> not gonna be putting up crazy numbers. And then you just see him throwing alley oops and doing three sixty dunks. You're like, What's going on here? <laughs> uh, Harry Potter and the Deadly Hall's part one. You guys mentioned it. There's been a lot of movies now and franchises that, I mean, probably a lot of the reason is because of Harry Potter does doing the part one, part two finales. A lot of them do it wrong. Mockingjay being the biggest one, I think. Um, what other ones have done? Like, I, there's so many franchises. Twilight did it. Twilight did it. Um, um, I have no idea. Those are the yeah, three. Those are the three the, big ones that come Those ones jumping out. But yeah, Harry Potter. Yeah. I think because of the first time you're watching it through, or at least for me, I was like, I just want the end battle. Like I like you give me all this like two hours of like drama and nonsense and like running around and chasing things down. But for me personally, I think this is the best looking one of the franchise. The cinematography is great. Uh, I mentioned in Harry Potter Death Hills part two, the Snape scene, the revelation scene, one of my favorite scenes of all time. Same in this one, the dancing, the Nick Cave scene between Harry Potter and Hermione is one of my favorite scenes ever. Just so awesome. So heartfelt because it is you do grow up with these movies and it's like re-watching them is and especially if you watch these again after watching the harry potter 20th anniversary like return to hogwarts and you can like kind of personalize these people more and like realize like you know they're people not just like characters it's just crazy thinking about the culmination of like they, these kids have been together since they were like six and now they're like 22 and that dance scene is just so emotional they like everything they've been through in like real life to get to this stage um but i think this movie is so beautifully beautiful looking the dobby death incredible sad uh and i don't know i just appreciate it more i just feel like the first time i watched it i was just in a rush i was like i just want to get to the final battle like we know it's here as we mentioned you know early in the pod multiple times uh half blood prince really feels like a part one of a three where part one is kind of shows everything's going to shit now we need this final battle and then it's, part one kind of says hey pause we gotta 
meditate with these characters a little more. There's some things that need to be done. A lot of character development and the, the animated retelling of the story of the deathly hollows. is awesome. So good. I, I love it. I love that. I could watch that like over and over. It's just yeah. like a little clip. Like I, that might be one of my, like, I know we talked about like favorite movie scenes ever, like stuff you want to rewatch on YouTube, like retelling the deathly hollows. Just like so good. They did such a great way to do that was with that little animation completely locked me in. But yeah. Deathly hollows part one is my favorite. And it's like, uh, you could ask me every morning when I wake up if I prefer part one or part two is my favorite of all time, and I'll probably change it every day. But today I woke up and said part one, so um, that's my number one. Cam, what is your number one? Yeah, all right, my number one is uh, Deathly Hollows Part Two. Great, um, Deathly Hollows Part Two. It's one of my favorites. Hey, hon, can you come grab? <laughs> one second, sorry, just freaking out. Um, Deathly Hollows Part Two, I think is. Uh, it's the most heartfelt as well as the most action-packed, and I think that combines for just good stuff. So I have it at a 90 out of 100. Um, uh, it, the, you've already mentioned it, but the Snape scene is is one of the best in the, in the entire Harry Potter franchise. Final Battle's great. Um, could be done better, as we talked earlier. I would have liked like, a cooler um, fight, but it, it is still great. It shows like that the Elder Wand doesn't, doesn't work with uh Voldemort and all that really well um uh I I would have preferred almost if like and this is not a knock on the movies at all because it's based on source material from the books I would have liked if like Deathly Alice part one was like an action adventure trying to like find all of the horror cruxes like they only find the one in um part one and I know they've destroyed three up until this point if I'm not mistaken, yeah, or, or no, they've destroyed two. Help! Well, no, they had destroyed the book. They destroyed the book. They destroyed the ring. Yeah, but now, they had they get and then the Half Blood Prince leads them to a fake one. Yeah, and then they destroy the real one in Deathly Hallows in Part Deathly, One. But they don't find. Well, yes, they do find the real one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they found um, the real okay, one. Okay, so they only find the one and then destroy it. I yeah. would like if they like find the other yeah. or something. I don't know. Again, that's not a knock on the movie necessarily. More so, it just would have been interesting in, in the books, but you can't, can't change that now. Um, just kind of my thoughts, but Deathly Alice Part 2 is so fucking good, man. Uh, 90 out of 100. Um, I think I think every, everything they did with it is is really awesome. And talk about Neville, perfect casting, because like he's this he's this big dweeb who ends up being like a ends up gaining gaining the courage and being a big hero. Shout out him for just being a really good looking dude now. Um, because like he makes the perfect like character arc just with his looks. He he looks like a big dweeb in the first four, and all of a sudden this dude starts hits puberty and starts looking really good. And yeah, so shout out, shout out Neville, um, for just being like a I made the most important play of the whole movie. He definitely did, and yeah, he's and it works with his character. Yeah, he broke him off the bench and dropped 40. Exactly, he's he's a dog now. Um, so shout out him. Uh, yeah, not much more to say about this one. It's just, it's just awesome. And then, like, the like the Albus and, and Harry talking. Uh, don't don't pity the death, pity the living, and pity those that don't uh, never find love. Fucking awesome, great, great line, great line. Um, and then yeah, him coming back and all that jazz is just it's just good stuff. Just, also, I never realized how like Grindelwald is mentioned in this, and then that's what the uh, Fantastic Beasts are, are are about. I never really realized that before, um, as I didn't really watch the Fantastic Beasts. He's mentioned a lot. 
yeah until like last year yeah um bad movies but you know yeah, yeah i've never rewatched harry potter after watching fantastic beasts so yeah i guess it's something like grindelwald yeah, that you just you probably just don't pick up on it but i guess yeah, yeah he's mentioned a lot he's mentioned in uh he's mentioned with like the uh the deathly hallows and then uh uh voldemort goes to him to learn about the who has the elder wand and it learned he learns that like it's buried with um dumbledore uh and all that jazz so yeah you do you do learn about or like get grindelwald mentioned every once in a while well there's our rankings um since it since it kind of took a while let's go through just quickly listing them off from back to front just so people can quickly gauge what our rankings are so george do you have your rankings ahead of you from like worst to best Harry Potter franchise Number eight, we had Sorcerer's Stone. Number seven, Chamber of Secrets. Six, Deathly Hallows Part One. Five, Half-Blood Prince. Four, Goblet of Fire. Three, Order of the Phoenix. Two, Prisoner of Azkaban. And one, Deathly Hallows Part Two. Yeah, I go eight, Chamber of Secrets. Seven, Sorcerer's Stone. Six, Order of the Phoenix. Five, Prisoner of Azkaban. Four, Goblet of Fire. Three, Half-Blood Prince. Two, Deathly Hallows Part Two. One, Deathly Hallows Part One camera and that yeah and then for myself uh eight the only three and a half out of five chamber of secrets and then the rest are fours uh goblet of fire uh order of the phoenix philosopher's stone or sorcerer's stone deathly Alice part one uh prisoner of azkaban half-blood prince and then the only four and a half and 90 out of 100 harry potter and the deathly Hallows part two um also i looked this up okay so if you had to guess so the first two harry potters are pg rated and then it gets to PG thirteen, except mm-hmm. for one. What would your guess be, being the only other PG rated uh, Harry Potter after the first two? Deathly Hallows Part One, Deathly Hallows Part Two, Deathly Hallows Part Two. That's mm. PG rated when she I've... says, "Not my daughter, you <laughs> bitch." <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I guess Order of the Phoenix. I have no Order idea. Deathly. No, it is. Uh, it is uh, Half Blood Prince, PG rated. Mm. Really? Yeah. yeah, interesting, right? That is interesting. The, I mean, like, it's not like there's anything really in the movie that wouldn't be, but like, you wouldn't. They didn't show him splatting on the ground. They just showed him <laughs> falling off. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't watch like Dumbledore's body just like flop on the floor <laughs> when he dies. But yeah, so uh, yeah, interesting. So PG rated. Um, just kind of a dark movie to be. Familiar. Yeah, I was gonna I say. Like. Not really like not again. Not anything bad about it, but just kind of a dark movie of the whole series to be. I feel like the whole sequence where Harry and Dumbledore go to get the Horcrux is yeah. enough to make this a PG thirteen. Yeah, like, you're, you're not wrong. Like it's a dark scene where like Harry's feeding Dumbledore this thing that's torturing yeah, he's, him. He's begging to be killed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bailey, we're watching it. That's got to be a PG thirteen. Yeah, right. I don't know. PG so the rated? first two movies are Chris Columbus productions. Yep. Third is Alfonso Cuarón. Fourth is the only one I never remember. Mike Newell for Goblet yeah. of Fire. And, and then, then it's David all... Yates the rest of the time. Mike David Newell, Yates. shout out you. I feel like you're the all, most forgotten. I feel like Chris Columbus is just a name you don't really forget. Then obviously mm-hmm. Alfonso Cuarón's a, a legendary director. And then David Yates just did a million Harry Potter movies. And now he's trying to do other movies and it's not working out well. But All right. Real quick trivia, just, just for funsies. Can Love you it. two go down the list of Harry Potter's in your guess of box office numbers so start with oh god a. hold on i need to pull my ranking number one ha- number one has to be deathly hollows part two there's oh, no uh, okay yeah well yeah that's number one we know that because that's the only one over a b that's only yeah one it's close. gotta be right, i will let, let you lock that in that is number one okay, okay. i feel like 
I feel like Deathly Hollows Part One is not a dumb guess for number two. I feel like that's my number two guess. I feel like that's got to be the number two guess. Uh, one strike, not Deathly Hollows Part uh, One. At the second, I, I bet opening weekend. I bet it might have been number two, but maybe word of mouth. People are like, oh, it's not super. High. Yeah. Uh, second, I mean, could it? No, it can't be Starcher stuff. I'm feeling Goblet of Fire, maybe, because that I think Goblet of Fire is just the most accessible Harry Potter movie, where it's just like mm-hmm. it's I'm a bunch of ga- lock in. I'm it's a bunch of games. Oh, I don't know. Hold on. All right, I'll, we'll lock in Goblet of Fire for number two. Strike number two, dude. What is number two? There's no way it's like Sorcerer's Stone or Chamber of Secrets, right? Just give me like a head nod or something. There's, there's no way this is. These are correct numbers. Like, give me one second. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find. Let me. I question these numbers. So give me one second. Okay. Um, because, how much do you think Deathly Hallows Part Two made? It, it was, made over a billion. Yeah, it was over a billion. Okay, this is telling me 325. This is box office mojo though. Like rank. That might be domestic. Is that yeah? Is that domestic? Okay, this might be domestic. You're you're probably not wrong. Let's see. Which domestic? I've always thought it was such a funny like domestic because I I guess. Harry Potter are American productions, but it's like no one's American in them. So it's like what it really is domestic. Yeah. Right. Okay. We're just going with that. So sorry, y'all. Um, we're just going with that. But it, it probably is domestic domestic, like you said. Um, so you got one more one more try at number two, I guess. All right. I don't really think global would change much anyways. Like I feel like it's just I... about the same, like same rank, it would probably be the same. I feel like the only safe bet is Sorcerer Stone, like just the introduction. Yeah, like, I think it's worldwide, so I'm ready. Okay, well, was number two anything we've already said? Was no, it Goblet of Fire? This okay. doesn't change. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. Sorcerer Stone, there's a lot of hype. Maybe Chamber of Secrets bumped my, th- up my thing is, little... my thing for not being the Sorcerer Stone is at that point, it was what 2001, so JK Rowling hadn't finished the books yet, so I don't know if there was that like massive appeal maybe alfonso Cuarón got the people to the box office for number prisoner i don't know i i feel like i feel like i I feel like sorcerer stone is a safe guess i feel like sorcerer stone is number two good work okay 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 crazy right good job uh almost making a billion dollars 963 million at the worldwide well, we have two strikes, and we've gotten two. Yeah, I mean, now, now we're just now, fucked. Now you got six movies to guess. Well, here, let's. What do we think the wor- the worst performing box office one was? Probably Half Blood Prince, if I imagine, or Chamber. Uh, fuck no, not Chamber of Secrets, because everyone's coming off the high of how good that yeah, first I'd movie. I'd say either Half Blood Prince or Order of the Phoenix. I feel like it's got to be one of those two. I just I can't see a world where Deathly Hollows Part One is not top three. Like, come on, the conclusion of this right. franchise. Yeah, I feel like the only way you could top that would be the first one ever. So we're gonna. I think we should lock in third place Part One. All right, good, good, good pull. Good. Pull. Okay, right, good pull. Number, number three, nine. I am stunned. It's not number two. I'm genuinely shocked. <laughs> now four. Would it be the second movie ever? Or would it be the half? Four movie? could go anywhere. Four, four could go anywhere. Chamber of Secrets, Goblet of Fire, or Half Blood Prince for me. That's what number four has to be. One of those three. I'm, I'm le- I'm leaning Goblet of Fire just because I feel like I feel like Half Blood Prince, Order of the Phoenix, and Chamber of Secrets got to be the bottom three. Yeah, I feel like if, if I didn't that Cam is smiling, which means one I'm of that. Which, I'm playing with no Cam is smiling, which means one of the ones I just mentioned is number four. <laughs> so 
Do we feel more confident about? Do we feel more confident about guessing number four? Do we feel more confident about guessing the last place now? Oh God, I don't even know what could be last place. Are we include? We're not including Fantastic Beasts because those those are definitely last place. There's only one Fantastic Beasts movie that beats one Harry Potter movie. I do have them on the list, but I wasn't counting them. I'm like I'm looking at my ranking right now. I I. I don't want to be responsible for our final for our final strike, you know. Yeah, I think. I th- I, I think, think I'm leaning Chamber Seekers for the last yeah. place. No, 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 for fourth place. For fourth place, all right. I think I, I, I'm between Chamber or Goblet of Fire, so I'm cool with either one. Want to lock it in? Chamber yeah, lo- lock in Chamber. All right. Neither of you would have been correct to be uh, okay. fair. So, oh damn! So first place, The Deathly Hallows Part Two. Second, Sorcerer's Stone. Um, third place, Deathly Hallows Part One. Fourth place, Order of the Phoenix. In fifth, fourth, would not yeah. guess that. Nine, would never have guessed that. Uh, fifth, Half Blood Prince, nine twenty nine. Wow. Goblet of Fire, Chamber of Secrets, and then in last place, The Prisoner of Azkaban. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Kind of a wacky list, right? And then Fantastic Beasts, the first one, made eight hundred eleven million, beating out The Prisoner of Azkaban. Crimes of Grindelwald made some, and then The Secrets of Dumbledore made jack shit at the box office. Oh, that is terrible. Uh, Alfonso yeah, Caron could not, I know, could not right? lock in I know, crazy. audience members. All right. Wild. What had he done I, at that I, I, point, I, though? I don't know. Like, was he, was, was he the dude at that point? Like, no, let me see. Really, probably. Or, I'm going to look at this yeah, literally. Yeah, it up quick. So, Alfonso Cuaron at the time... He had directed. I mean, Itu Mama Tambien was the yeah, big that's the only one. Thing, yeah, yeah, because he didn't he, he didn't do Children but of even Men. That's not that. a, even that's not a box office. Yeah, that's not a box right. office grab. You would have to have. I think his name got put on the map with general audience with either Children of Men or Gravity. Gravity, gravity yeah, I think. Gravity. Yeah, because he won Best Director for Roma, hey, I believe, and Gravity. Does the name Alfonso Cuarón mean anything to you? Like, have you heard that name? <laughs> no, she's never heard that name. Like, well, that doesn't surprise me. For that anyway. right there is just like general. My, yeah, is my go-to general audience person mm-hmm. who goes and sees like three movies a year, and it's because <laughs> I made her. <laughs> All right, well, now yeah. we're going to break into a little just like general Harry Potter discussion. So first thing I pulled up is I have the uh, Interhouse Quidditch Cup wiki pulled up. So all the Quidditch stats in history of all Quidditch, <laughs> dating all the way back to the 1600s is when Quidditch started as a sport. And uh, 1991 was when Harry Potter became the youngest seeker in Gryffindor history. Or no, not, not Gryffindor history, sorry. In 100 years. He was not the youngest ever. Um, a little inflated because he got the Nimbus 2000, which is like the best broom on the market at the time. Um, but you know, a lot of people like to this slander actually, Harry it's Potter. It's a pay-to-win sport. It's a pay-to-win sport. <laughs> it's pay-to-win. Pay it is. It's like it is golf. Fun. If you can yeah. pay for the best equipment, you're probably pretty good. Yeah, win. you still have to have some skill, but the better equipment is definitely going to yeah, help. That's but fair. everyone likes to slander Harry Potter's career, saying he's not a Hall of Famer. And uh, he's got it. He's, he's got to be a no, 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 no. He's got to be a Hall of Famer. Hey, he I'm made not some. He's not a Hall of Famer. I'm saying he's a system player. Wouldn't work in the, in today's physicality. Of Dude, the game. he he caught the snitch with a broken arm. I mean, I mean, he's that, kind of. Yeah, that's that's I, crazy. What he is that when he caught it with his his mouth? Yeah. Okay. No, that's the no, 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 no. He broke his arm in Chamber of Secrets, I believe. And I think the first one is where he got sick and 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, so yeah here, here's the year by year. So every year for Quidditch, the season is just each house plays each other once. Griffin over Slytherin versus Hufflepuff. That's what. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Awful. That's awful. Yeah. Should be so, a three-game series or something. <laughs> season one, Gryffindor beats Slytherin. So he's 1-0. Then Gryffindor beats Hufflepuff. He's 2-0. And then he's recovering in a hospital wing during the final match against Ravenclaw. Oh, so yeah. Load does not management finish. Harry Potter. Harry load <laughs> management Potter, we'll call him. Congrats. <laughs> so he goes 2-1 he goes with one does not play in, in the first season. So he plays two out of three matches. Season two, he wins. I'm posting a picture of him in the hospital right now. <laughs> Harry load management Potter. Season two, he beats, he beats Slytherin. And then the remainder of the season gets canceled due to attacks on Muggleborns. So only one game in season nice, two, Harry. but he's three and zero at this point. And then the next season loses to Hufflepuff because he's attacked by Dementors. So loses. Oh, that. that's where he falls a mile to his death before Dumbledore saves him. Yep, yeah, no mercy. Yeah. The Hufflepuff smelled blood, and they put the dagger and give it him his first loss. But then he's able to beat Ravenclaw and Slytherin. And this is the only season in his entire career he's able to play all three matches. And then the next season, the whole season's canceled due to the Triwizard Tournament. <laughs> Harry Lode Management Potter is killing me. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's hilarious. I should, I should I throw that out from the real dog. Yeah, yeah, do it, please. Then the next season, Gryffindor beats Slytherin, and then then, then Dolores just bans or bans Harry Potter from playing the remainder of the season because Dolores sucks. And then final season, he beats Slytherin, and then he loses to Hufflepuff when he's knocked unconscious by Cormac McLaggen's bludger for half the match. And then the final match. Harry Potter is in detention with Severus Snape. So season one, he only plays two out of three. Yeah, this dude is actually no. I could do that too if I play. He's seven and two record. Seven and two record. A lot of the championship well, games or the final games of the season, he is out either due to suspension, so injury, quick. or yeah, this is it's. He he's not going to be there when you need him, but he can put up put up good numbers. He is the youngest seeker ever, but and he's got to be. Off, he's got to be in the seeker goat conversation. Let me just say first off, Quidditch, dumb sport. Dumb sport. That that the entire game, you could be up a mil, uh, actually 140 <laughs> to zero, and all of a sudden the other team catches one snitch and wins. Absolutely awful, horrible game. Wait, why did you say 140? Is like 150 actually like the score yeah. you need to win or something? Yeah, okay. no points are uh, so you get a 150 for a snitch, I believe. Oh, gotcha. Golden snitch. Also, by the way, like what a what a whack name. This thing's just telling on people. Yeah. <laughs> Whack name for for a golden ball. I don't know. But weird game, weird design. Harry Potter's a system player. Wouldn't be able to defend to play in the in the physicality of the game today. Yeah, and what's weird is like so like is is Hogwarts the equivalent of college? College. I I'd say college because they go to the trial. Well, they, they go, go to, at the, eleven years old. Well, I know, but I'm saying like in the fourth movie, The Goblet of Fire, they start off with like that, you know, like World Cup Quidditch, and those yeah. people are way better than harry potter and everyone else yeah. so like those are like professional quidditch players and then hogwarts so, is yeah like the farm system okay yeah I think cam so. you mentioned on the latest rewatch that you were starting to like be a big dumbledore hater so what was the Dumbledore george just gives out that? pony points to harry that's why i'm a dumbledore hater. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just he's actually giving out free wins to this to this guy he's he's already the chosen one man you don't have to give him these phony points like he can figure it out and also dumbledore gives him phony points at the end giving him that uh giving him the thing that brings him the resurrection cube it just makes it easy for him to come back to life bullshit well, 
<laughs> he did not come back to life because of the resurrection stone. <laughs> yeah, I did. Right? That's the whole point. You know, no, we can't, he came back to life because Voldemort killed his own Horcrux. No, but he has the stone. That's no, one of, he that's he one he the... he drops the stone before he goes to see Voldemort after he sees the ghosts of no, his mom and dad. The... Yes, I just watched it. No, I'm telling you, he sees the ghosts of his dad, his mom, Lupin, and Sirius. Yeah, but I think he already had this. That's the whole point of the Deathly Hallows. No, they, but then he drops that, like, he like... drops the stone before he goes to see Voldemort. Man, this fucking. Voldemort, when he Avada kedavra Harry, kills his own Horcrux, and then yeah. when Harry is talking to Dumbledore... And he Dumbled kills Harry, and, that, and Harry comes back because he has the stone. He didn't have the stone, though. He drops the stone. Yeah, but he has it in, like, his system. Oh, my God. He touches it, and he's got the stone powers. <laughs> He's got the wizarding dungeon magic powers. He's got, he, come on. Come on. That's uh, why. There's a, there's, a big, there's a big debate on Dumbledore, like, if he's a bad guy in terms of, you know, is he doing it for the good of the good he's of the team? He's doing it, exactly. He is doing it for the protection of the entire wizarding world. He knows Harry's a great dude, you know, right, but... But, uh, God of sack one dude or the entire wizarding world. He had to make a decision, and Dumbledore made that tough decision, you know? Maybe Dolores was right. He's lost his way. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Like, it wasn't a done deal for sure that, like, Harry Potter could save things. It was kind of a gamble just to, like, raise his kid to yeah, hope true. he can take take on Voldemort. He kind of put all those eggs in Harry Potter's basket. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I mean. Oh, it worked not, out. Bro got it. Kind of whack. Nothing yeah. in his own basket. I mean, Cam, a Aberforth Dumbledore has to be your favorite character because that dude shits on Dumbledore the entire time. Who? Aberforth, his brother. His brother? Yeah. His brother's kind of nice with it. At the end when he throws out that... Uh, yeah, that the Patronus. <laughs> and he's all like, Patronus. And he yeah, shits on Dumbledore the entire time he's talking he to Harry, Ron, and Hermione. <laughs> he kind of does. Yeah, he's, he's a goat. He's not. He's he's the best. But I, I I like Dumbledore. I just like to give him shit. You know him and I. Buds, we're on first name basis. Points. We're we're on first name basis. Me and Albus. Al and I like. There's no reason. So he has like six names, right? So it's Albus something 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 Brian. Dumbledore. Brian. There's no reason to give him Brian other than J.K. Rowling just being a jackass. Yeah, she 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 thought that would be a much bigger laugh than it really was. Yeah, yeah. but I don't know. It's, it's it, he just he just gives out phony points unfortunately that's all he does all we're he gonna does. talk through some of our favorite characters through by by doing a, a character draft from harry potter so we're gonna go seven rounds so we can kind of get deep in the harry potter bag 21 total characters being drafted deep in my bag so and we'll kind of use this as a way to talk about so maybe underrated characters as well as obviously our favorite characters the ones going in the first round so since we don't have seth we'll do seven rounds and we're gonna go george then myself then cam loop our way back around and get seven rounds of our favorite Harry Potter characters of all time. Uh, George, first pick. Professor Snape, obviously. Yeah, I mean, that's, come on. He's he is just the most tragic character. He is the best character. He's so dope. Love him. Yeah, that's Snape. tough. He's like my clear one once. It's like, where do I really go from here? Yeah, I think he's... I, yeah, I, I, after Snape, I don't think there's like a consensus like two or three. Yeah, like, do I want to get, you know, Harry on the squad? Do I want to get Voldemort on the squad? I'm going to get Voldemort on the squad. We're getting Voldy. Yeah. Oh. Sorry, Cam, you're literally dressed as him, but. <laughs> <laughs> Voldy Crazy. Boy, who is? 
He's going to die. Um, uh, my pick. I'll go with. I'll go with Harry. You know, yeah. He's got if he's not in the first round, we look like idiots. Yeah, he's got. He's got not he's in the first round. What are we doing? Here? Gotta yeah. be our one. Then, Gotta uh, be our one. Second, I'm gonna go with Alvis. Um, Dumbledore because. Wow, the the biggest he hater. Looks, he looks good on a graphic. He looks good on a graphic. <laughs> when your biggest hater becomes your biggest. Alvis. Yeah, that is <laughs> only useful for for, uh, for a graphic. Oh my god! And three of the big Harry Potter actors have passed, unfortunately, like in tragic tragic mm-hmm. deaths. Yeah, like, uh, Alvis Snape and uh, and uh, Al- uh, uh, Coltrane. Coltrane. Yeah, yeah. Coltrane. Well, wait. What do you mean, tried? Didn't. No, didn't like Michael get just way too young? Uh, way too young. Michael Gammon died of old age. No, he didn't. Okay, not Albert. He was. Yeah. Oh, was, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other two. All right. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my next pick. Who do I want to pair up with Voldy? Um, we're gonna go with. We'll get Ron Weasley on the squad. Wow, I Ron Weasley, the worst of the O three. I'm thinking I for sure. Him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was so, between him or Hermione. Yeah, I can't. I can't believe I got. I'm about to snack Hermione and Sirius on my back to back. Yeah, that's good back to back right there. Oof, man, I'm kind of fumbling the bag a bit here. So, do I want? Yeah, there's like still a couple places we could go here. There's some sleepers, but I feel like it's too early for sleepers. Just gotta play the hits. <laughs> and you went with Ron. <laughs> I, Ron's a hit. Ron's I mean, Ron's a, he's a hit, but great. But he is a hit. Yeah, we'll go with Rubius Hagrid. Yeah, that's a there round. you go. Yeah, I think I think Hagrid's a fan favorite for sure. He's a good uh, one. My number three, I'll go with. Uh, I'll go with Neville Longbottom. Like wow. we said, earlier, yeah, it just makes it Neville in the R three. What a what yeah, that. Hey, I like I like Neville. No, yeah, shout out him. He would have never thought when he walked into those Hogwarts no. doors that he would ever be around three picks. His all time greats. This is all yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. He 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 went from a G League bench player to a starter on the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then number three or number four. Hmm. Hmm. You already took serious, man. I didn't. I didn't come prepared. Um. I'll go with. Man, Cho Chang. No, no. <laughs> no I'm go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with. I'm going with like just the kids. I'll go with uh, Luna Lovegood. Yeah, good. Oh, I was hoping to get Snagger later. I like. I don't Luna. know who that actress is. To be quite honest with you. Yeah, who does say Ivana? Ivana Ivana Lynch. I remember uh, seeing her in the Return to Hogwarts documentary, and she's literally just like sounds and acts exactly like you'd expect Luna Lovegood. <laughs> really. yeah. They just picked yeah. her up and said, "Just do that." Just do that. Yes. <laughs> Way to get that bag. Um, fourth pick. Hmm. There's two that are jumping out at me. Which one do I want to go for? They're both annoying, but also iconic. Yeah, we'll pair up uh, Voldemort with. We'll get Draco Malfoy in the squad. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was true Slytherin. Was wondering when that was gonna go. Yeah, George is back to back. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the absolute queen, Miss Minerva McGonagall. Yeah, she's great. I honestly didn't think anyone would pick her. I was hoping she'd get back, but good. good. I mean, dude, Deathly Hollows Part Two. She pulled out a wand, no hesitation, looking Snape dead in the eyes. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 queen shit right there. Um, and then my fifth pick. Oh, but we're going seven rounds, so I don't gotta. I don't gotta. Brett. My fifth pick, 
God, oh my God, this is a tough one because now we're getting to like the interesting players. I'm going to go with just a complete bitch in uh, Bellatrix Lestrange. Damn, damn you, damn you. Good point. Sorry. I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, I just needed, I just needed bad on my board. I've had, I've had heroes so far, yeah. so I need, I need some, I need some cunty energy. Helena Bottom Carter, like one of the best role players in this franchise. Dude, she's like, so good. Yeah. She so, for like the the amount of for as little screen time as she has, she commands a screen like crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, she is definitely someone who's absolutely typecast, but does it well. Oh yeah, but does it so well. Mm -hmm. She's just the god. <laughs> oh man, where do I want to go here? I, you know what? I was gonna get him in the last round, but I'll, I'll snag him back. I need some good grace on my team. I'll get Dobby. No, oh, it's a good one. Cam gets back to back. God damn it! TikTok of me uh, with a uh, with this fucking outfit on. Uh, so, so, who'd you pick? Sorry, I, was... I did Dobby. You did Dobby. Okay, I'm taking Mad Eye Moody. Yeah, um, good one. There we go. And then I'm gonna pair and get some love on my team. We're going with Jenny Weasley. Like, hey, no, it doesn't do a whole lot during it, just kind of here to defend. You're worried there's gonna be any distractions in the locker room with no, Harry yeah, and Jenny. yeah, Harry and Jenny. That's if there were distractions in the locker room, they would have had issues when they were fighting. Uh, <laughs> but no, no True. problem there. Good, good chemistry. That's all, it's all only benefits. Only benefits. <laughs> all right, now we're in the sixth round here, and uh, yeah, now we're getting to the interesting folk. We are indeed. I'm going to go with Cedric Diggory. Come no! On. Damn it. There's just no one else jumping out of me at that for where I want to take it more than him. I God, I wanted Your that final one two picks. so badly. That was like, that, I did not think you were going to go there. That was so locked into my next pick. All right, I'm going to go with Mr. Remus Lupin as my sixth pick. Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know. Great mentor to Harry. He deserves to be on this board. Mm -hmm. um, and then give me another fucking queen. Give me Molly Weasley. I, I was waiting for her to get picked. She's she's yeah. Happy we went to seven rounds. We can get yeah. sleepers like this. Yeah, gonna gonna be tough when I you know she kills Bellatrix on my team and we're down a player. But you know it is what it is. Oh my god! And then Bellatrix gonna kill Sirius. I got no one on my team. Bad, bad locker room. Yeah, chemistry. bad locker room bad chemistry. Locker room. <laughs> um, I want someone to pick one person so badly. Interesting. I don't. I'm gonna go last with, picks, right? Yeah. Yeah, right. these are final picks. Yeah, there, there's some funny, funny uh, honorable mentions I could have, but. I'm gonna go with Gilderoy Lockhart, Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, tell yeah. him. Also, another great casting. I forgot Kenneth Branagh was in this fucking yeah. universe. All he sucks, but he's just douchebag. Very yeah. incompetent. <laughs> Cam, final uh, pick in yeah, the board. Final pick. I think it's an absolute sneaker or sleeper. My son just fell. Uh, Hadwig, Hedwig, Hedwig. The, yeah, the, I was wondering if someone's gonna yeah. go there. Hedwig. Uh, who? Some honorable mentions. Moaning Myrtle. Left off the draft board. Wait, who came? Who was your final pick? Edwig. Ah, uh, I wanted someone to pick. Uh, I wanted someone to pick Filch. Who? Yeah, Filch. I feel like Dolores on Bridge is like worthy of a draft pick. Yeah, she could have been. She was so hateable. She yeah, really she know. is. Uh, uh Lou, 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 yeah, it was about to say Lucius Malfoy. 
Peter Pettigrew. Um, Dude, even Helen uh, McCory and Jason Isaacs as the Malfoys, like that's crazy casting. Mm-hmm. Ver- Vernon and the Dudley. Could have been <laughs> a dementor. Could have just picked a dementor. From get that get that beast on your team. Vernon's just like a a good dude because like when you hear the documentary, how he's like he's like was like the father on set to Daniel Radcliffe, basically his whole childhood life. It's like just like heartwarming to hear these people all like working together. All the Weasley brothers, George, Fred, and then mm-hmm. Percy. I think might be a cousin. Bro, Domhnall Gleeson played Bill Weasley. Yeah, yeah. what the crazy. Fuck? Yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh it, my it, god. The bag of Harry Potter casting is just so, so It's deep. crazy. <laughs> so the, the drafts uh George had the first pick and he went Snape, then Hermione, Sirius Black, Professor McGonagall, Bellatrix, Bellatrix Lestrange, Remus Lupin and Molly Weasley. Uh myself I went Voldemort, Ron Weasley, Hagrid, Draco Malfoy, Dobby, Cedric Diggory and Gilderoy Lockhart. And then Cam went Harry Potter, Albus Dumbledore, Neville Longbottom, Luna Lovegood, Mad-Eye Moody, Ginny Weasley, and Hedwig. Here's some good drafts. I low-key think like Cam might have like the best collection of people, if I'm being completely honest. But Oh, yeah. yeah. Hedwig's a Hedwig's, <laughs> Hedwig's um, a pull. Yeah, there's our draft of, of Harry Potter characters. Uh, I didn't exclusively say no Fantastic Beast characters, but they, none of them deserve to be drafted. Wouldn't have drafted anyways. any. Fuck exactly. Yeah, would not have drafted any. Yeah, is there anything worthwhile from the Fantastic Beast prequels? Like, is there anything from Marvel or Joy? I yeah, I hate to admit it. I've never, I've only seen the first one, and I just, I just didn't like it. And the reception for two and three have been so poor that I just like haven't cared. And then wasn't there like so much drama with like the recast of Johnny Depp, and then yeah. it's like Mads Mikkelsen, and I don't know. I, I just with Mads Mikkelsen though is not a bad. No, no, no. no yeah, yeah, I, I'm not saying I didn't watch it because Mads, Mads is a goat. Also, I just like it. Just seems like there was too much drama, and like yeah. I don't know. I just didn't care because also got paid completely for it. So like he he won. He yeah, got paid for this and didn't have to be in this shit movie. So. True. Yeah, I I love how in the third one they literally just said let's just start playing the hits. Like in the first two, they had their own score. They had nope, all they go right back. Yeah, and oh. then in the third one, they're like, nope, we're going to the just same old <laughs> Harry Potter music. Uh, and then even the story and the narrative just became so much more like Harry Potter as opposed to like trying to build a new world. They're like, screw it. Because Fantastic Beasts, they weren't like, <laughs> were they like books or were they, I feel like there was something, were they like they were actual books. full novels? I've, I don't think so. Fantastic Beasts. I thought it was like a play or something. Or I don't know. Maybe I'm just, I guess Fantastic Beasts three book set. Oh, oh wait, no, those are the screenplays. Because I feel like there wasn't three books. I'm trying to look up here. So books. We obviously got all the Harry Potter books. No, yeah, like looks like it's just the screenplays you can buy. But I know they're based off something. Oh wait, Hogwarts Library. Yeah, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is I think maybe like a short story. It's like a short book. Isn't that the book in Prisoner of Azkaban with like where you have to like stroke the side? Am I bugging out right now? What was the question? Sorry. Isn't like the Fantastic Beasts the book in Prisoner of Azkaban or one of the Harry Potters? He has a book that's like a monster, like chews his like shoes. He um, has to stroke the side. It's yeah, got the teeth. I mean, like, yes, but he kills that thing. But that that's not like the book. That's not like Fantastic Beasts. Like in that book is like a bunch of beasts. I, 
I don't think so. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know the lore well enough to care. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, so the Fantastic Beasts was just one book. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is only 320 pages, so a short story in Harry Potter terms. And then the three movies were spun off that one book. So the two uh, two bonus movies are kind of just like attached on. So that's kind of why it makes sense. The third one, they're just kind of like, let's just try something new. Uh, didn't work out. But yeah, there's nothing much there. Like I, I didn't hate my time with any of them, but there's nothing that I would want to ever revisit. Like I think they're all two stars for me. Like not the worst movies I've ever seen, but I have no need to ever rewatch man, especially now that they like aren't doing anything with the franchise or the the world of that wizarding world anymore. It's like, what's the point of kind of going back to them? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, there's a small chance I finished the trilogy. <laughs> the yeah, third I, sucks real bad. Small chance. I, I, I don't mind the first two, and the third sucks. Let's kind of talk about the reboot now because coming. Within the next couple of years, we're going to spot for the second one. I have the lowest, so never mind. I'm an idiot. I bet in the next year or so, we'll start to see some like maybe director announcements, casting announcements, something because Harry Potter has been confirmed by by Warner Brothers and Max that they're going to be doing a reboot of the franchise. It's going to be a TV series this time. I, I don't know. They came out and flat out said that it was going to be one season per book, but I think everyone's assuming it's going to be did. one season per book. I think it's supposed to be more faithful to the books as well rather than like. Because yeah, one season a book. I thought they said that. I thought right. They said yeah, that. I think I think you're right. Um, Which more to, to Cam's book. point earlier is awesome because we're gonna get like more battles. We're gonna get more like duels that the movies for some reason shied away from. Yeah, we're just. Gonna, I think we're just getting a lot more character development in general because there's so many times in the movies where there'd be like a a ball or a dance or like little relationships that in the movies I'd be like. Oh, we only have two hours of runtime here. I don't want to yeah. spend 20 minutes on this. Whereas like in a show, you can dedicate an episode. Like I'm guessing it'll be probably like eight episodes an hour each or something. Yeah. 45 After minutes rewatching, I will say none of them are two hours. They're all almost three hours. Yeah. Dude, do right you know Ch Chamber of Secrets is the longest one? The longest movie? Yeah. Isn't that yeah, crazy? Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. I would never yeah, have guessed that. Yeah. It is long, though. I figured it was Half-Blood Prince or Goblet of Fire, but. I would have never guessed Chamber of Secrets. My so we worry mentioned, with the TV yeah, show. Go ahead. Are we on to like open? Yep, we're, that's what we're talking with about. The TV show um, is it, TV shows do not get pumped out once a year anymore, and these movies got pumped out once a year. With you know, some of them had breaks, like Writer Strike in two thousand eight caused a break, and all that. Like some of them had breaks, but the kids don't look terrible, uh, especially starting off. I'm worried we'll get a Stranger Things mm. effect with some yeah. where they start they, out 11. It's great. Next season's three years later, 14, you know, you can get away with or, or 15, 16, wherever they are. And then it's three years, three years. And all of a sudden we got 40 year olds playing 16 year olds. Like I, I'm a little, <laughs> a little worried about the Stranger Things effect because TV doesn't get pumped out once a year like like it used to back in the good old days. Especially mm -hmm. when you consider how much of a production this is probably going to be. Yeah. Like, these these are not going to be year-long productions. You're not putting $200 million into eight seasons if you don't get a return yeah. on investment. In me. Like They need the return on investment. I also am worried they're going to not get the return on investment and just cut it off, and then we're going to have one season of a shit Harry Potter Like that's just like there. It's just, I don't know. Yeah, I think the, the Harry Potter franchise, the movies that we've gotten... I don't think are so good that like you can't replicate them. I think where they struck lightning was the cast. And I don't know. That's where like, I don't know if you can strike yep. lightning twice. They I don't, will not. Movie, I don't yeah. think a single movie was like so crazy good. that I'm like, they could never I, do this again. I, I, I agree get, with that. I think the arc, like the overarching, the 
franchise as a whole is so good, it's going to be hard to do that much. I think. Yeah, like, the, the cast is going to determine 99% of the success. And it's, it's tough because people like Ron, Hermione, and Harry were charismatic from the get-go, from Day the one. first yeah. movie. So you can't really be like, oh, we'll give them time to grow into it. They got to find kids that I, I don't envy the people trying to put this cast together. Cause I think that that's what it all, like, I'm sure you can make another, like your score is probably not going to be as iconic as John Williams, obviously, but you're still going to be able to make a magical score. Are they just going to use the same score? That's another thing. Like no, no. that score is, is, is Harry Potter right now. Like, like Tyler said, they just went back to it, play the hits in fantastic. Right. Are they going to try to use it again? Like, I don't know. I think that'd be it's so, I think, I think it would be so dumb for them to try to replicate the movies. I think they need to do something to like stand out as its own, like not connected to the movie type franchise. And yeah. they cannot go back to the original score. They just can't. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of book lovers, like avid book lovers of the Harry Potter, like aren't the huge biggest fans of the movie. Like there's a lot of people, that, especially Goblet of Fire is like the biggest one that people yeah. love the books hate. So there's definitely a lot there in the books that if you want to stay faithful to the books, will probably look a lot different than the movies did. But I just don't know. Like, do you start is is episode is season one, episode one, Harry at the Dudley's house, and then Hagrid shows up? Like, how do you even start this franchise? Like, what do you what's season one, episode one look like? It's an entire flashback of Voldemort slaughtering Harry's mom. Harry's mom and dad. Yeah, rather than flashbacks, do we just start yeah. with like what they just actually were? Like the first season is like no, because the, the flashbacks Tom are what and Lily care about like Nape and like the, like you think he's this horrible, and then he gets the flashback that you can't start there. And the flashbacks is how you learn about it a little bit more and stuff like that. I don't know. I I don't know. Do they do the same exact thing where they start start with uh, Dumbledore like walking in and. Uh, just and, dropping a child uh, off at a door. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just, I don't know. I'm not sure. The series expected to be airing late 2025, early 2026. So that yeah, means... Not that. No shot. We're coming into... I mean, yeah, if they're going to hold on to that, then that means 2024, we're going to be getting casting oh. news left and right. We're going to be getting set pictures. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, like Cam said, like the aging is such an issue. Like, do you try and film these all back to back? Like, do you kind of just I feel like you kind of have to hire these people? I mean, that's what they did for... with like the first three, right? They filmed them back to back. Yeah. They still look young. Like, mm-hmm. and so you can't do that with it. It takes a year to film a TV series, like for eight episodes or six episodes, whatever it is. It takes a year to do that. And so I, just, I don't know, man. And then you know. think about the level of CG that they're going to need to put into this yeah, fucking production. Yeah. It's, it's, it, I'm not saying it's going to be bad. I'm just saying my biggest worry is the is the casting. Right. I mean, Warner Brothers sucks because they're making a lot of stupid financial decisions lately with like, yeah, shelving sure. stuff. But they're the if, they're the one I would want handling it. Like they've done Game of Thrones, House of Dragons. Like if anyone's going to do it, I would want them to do it over Netflix or Hulu. Like obviously, I'm going to be like, I'd want this to be an HBO show as opposed to you know anything else like a peacock original like i (laughs) think think it's in the best hands possible but like cam said i think that also means risky like if if season one flops they might just shelve it and be like let's let's take this tax benefits here yeah um but Mm -hmm. yeah i just don't know is there anyone you can you want for casting i know stuff like harry hermione and ron are going to be people that are too young like we would yeah we we would not know those names but like Adam Driver, Snape's a popular one. That's a good one. They're going to get one big casting, I bet. And it's going to be like fucking, uh, who plays Charles Xavier? Give me the name. Oh, um, Jesus Christ. Patrick Stewart? Patrick Stewart. Yeah, he's going to be Dumbledore or some shit like that. They're going to get one big name. 
um, for Dumbledore or for Snape or someone. Mm-hmm. But the kids, you, we won't. No. Right. Kids, we won't know. I feel like the, the I feel like like you said they're gonna try to get but one big name. That'll be the first one they announce. Like they won't announce yeah. the first people won't be like here's Harry Ron. They'll be like who? What the hell are these guys gonna do? They're gonna try and do a Snape, a Voldemort. Uh, Dude, they need yeah. they need multiple big names if they want to like come anywhere close to like the iconic level of the movies yeah. with their casting. That casting is yeah. so absurd. It's tough. Like throwaway is the wrong word, but it's tough because people you cast are gonna have to throw away the rest of their career. Like they had big name actors in the first one, but they weren't really doing a ton other than Harry Potter, yeah. especially if they're a main character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a tough ask to say. Like Adam Driver, no more doing your indie movies. You're you're Snape now. Like it's gonna be a Shaq tough one. Plays Hagrid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it'll be interesting to see what liberties they go ahead and change. Like, is someone gonna be completely different? Like, you know, I'm all for like inclusivity, but at the end of the day, like I feel like Ron has to be a redhead, like guy. Like I feel mm. like it just like has to be. Yeah. Just oh, also, I love different. that Ron for the first like three movies. I forgot to mention this. Ron, the Weasleys are just known as the the broke people. Yeah, <laughs> they're always like, "Oh, hand me downs must be a Weasley." <laughs> is they, are they the only broke people in this franchise? Like, like oh. that is hilarious. They're the only poor person in Hogwarts. Hand me downs, Weasley. Yeah. Maybe they, you know, you get into like Ivy League colleges because like your parents did. Maybe that's what they did here. Because when I was looking at the Quidditch wiki, like eight through Harry started in the late 1900s, but all through the 1800s, there's Weasleys up and down the Quidditch <laughs> rosters. Yeah, right. So maybe there's a legacy name that is getting based on name, but there, there's a poor family. <laughs> um, which if you're if you're a wizard and you're poor, that's a skill issue. Like, uh, yeah, that is a skill issue. <laughs> also, they're they like. They use magic to wash their dishes. They could use magic for so many things. Just make money. Yeah. <laughs> Open up a car wash. Open up a... <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's a skill issue or just a laziness issue. And they just live in the middle of the freaking woods and like a farm. But I don't see them growing crops or anything. So I, nope, Weird not. family. They, they kind of do... I think they kind of like being the, the sleeper, the, the one that no one expects. And they can kind of surprise people. But yeah, the age the, like it's probably almost been not quite a year, but it's probably been close to it when they announced like, when did they announce like Harry Potter reboot coming? Reboot announced. It was during like their big Warner Brothers. April 12th. So seven months ago to the day, seven months ago, they officially announced. And we haven't heard anything since. Obviously we had the writer strike and actor strike, but I don't think that would have probably changed it. Like I, even if that didn't happen, I doubt we would have really gotten much more, but I don't know. I'm worried for like, I'm super excited. I think the natural gut reaction everyone has just to immediately be like, no, this sucks. Why are you doing this? Which like I get, but I'm a little more hopeful than that. I'm, I'm excited for it. I think it could be fun. And yeah, I think like what George said, I just hope it's something new. Like don't do the exact same thing Yeah. because I mean, you can do the exact same thing and it probably turned out well, but that, that puts a lot more risk on you to get nail everything. You got to get everything right. Whereas if you do something completely fresh and new, you're, you're able to make a little more, I don't know if you don't get the casting completely right or do something different. I don't know. It's I, every character was so good. Every character was so good. Draco so good as just a little kid. Hermione, <laughs> Ron's Harry, chemistry, Fantastic. insane. And I highly recommend everyone listening as if you're a fan of Harry Potter to watch the 20th anniversary Return to Hogwarts, which is on Max because it's so good and like you get to see their lives throughout the. You start with the Chris Columbus movies as their little kids and how they got cast. The casting for all these were crazy, and it's probably even more crazy this time around. And then you get to see them grow with Alfonso Cuaron. You go into Goblet of Fire, you see them becoming actual like 
teenagers having relationships. Hermione has a huge crush on Draco Malfoy's character for basically her entire childhood life. Um, Tom Felton is his name. Yeah, see. shout out Tom Felton for living in the past his whole career. <laughs> <laughs> I was Harry like, he, Bro, that brings it up. So he's long. never left. You know, he has a book called Beyond the Wand. No. <laughs> yeah. Just living in it. Just that's it. That's all he does. Cameos and books. On top of that, Tyler, with the 20 year anniversary, they also just had the uh, the boy who lived. It was a documentary written yeah. by. Uh, Is that out? I think it's out. I think it's oh, out. Yeah. I think it came out like last week or something, or maybe it's not out yet. I haven't watched it. It's about a Harry Potter stunt double who gets uh, paralyzed during the production mm-hmm. of this. Um, sad story. I don't know a whole lot about it. I'll watch the documentary eventually. Um, but I think it's written by um, Daniel Radcliffe as well as the uh, stunt double. I forget his mm-hmm. name. Um, again, haven't watched it yet, but something to check out if you're a big fan of Harry Potter. Yeah, for sure. No, that's cool. I saw that that was coming out and interested in it for sure. Um, I'm trying to see because the thing is like they they haven't really announced the budget, but this is gonna have to be Game of Thrones level budget, if not higher, because this is more of a risk than Game of Thrones. It's the biggest risk I think Warner Brothers has ever taken. Maybe it's crazy that Warner Brothers is taking the risk of doing a Harry Potter reboot at the same time as doing a full DC Universe reboot. <laughs> like, I mean, I get why that Zazlad is probably like doing these tax implication stuff because I don't know. Like he's got to have just high blood pressure all the time. And like, the, <laughs> his entire company's success is like up in the air right now. Cause what else do they really have going for them? Like House of the dragon's really good, but it's not getting game of Thrones numbers successions over, but that was never a big draw. What's like the, the last of us, draw? the last yeah, of us. Yeah. But I mean, as we all kind of know, like or a lot of people know who like played the games, like a lot of people probably gonna not like season two as much as season one. Um, so what is like, what is the reason people have a max subscription today? Like what is the pull? I, I I don't know. I right. don't know. I don't think there is. It's a had a poll forever. It had Sopranos, which went right into like The Wire, which went right in. You know that we got Game yeah. of Thrones. Like it's always had like that, that. Was, that was never an HBO Max. I mean, those were those were HBO subscriptions, I guess, because that's always been a right, right, right. I mean, I'm kind of just mean like the HBO brand in general has always had something that draws people in. But right now, I just don't really feel like there is because. Even big DC fans, like I don't think anyone's having Max just to rewatch DC movies. And I feel like most people who do have like a favorite movie, like the Batman or the Dark Knight movies, and they kind of have those on DVD or have a different way to watch yeah. them. Well, and they're always on other streaming services anyway. So I don't know. It's like right now there's really nothing that's drawing people to Max. And they put all their eggs in one basket by merging with Discovery. And now they have like the Max Dis- Discovery Plus merger. I don't know. It's like they, they really need the Harry Potter and the DC franchise to work, work and both of them are going to be coming in 2025 because james guns is july 11 2025 yeah. and then this is probably going to be late 2025 so huge year it's gonna coming be a make or break brother. year for these motherfuckers yeah next year is going to be a stressful year for them in the boardrooms trying to get all this worked out but um anything else we want to touch on with the harry potter franchise it's definitely i mean real quick it's uh it's david holmes is his name the boy who lived and it releases um on the 15th so not out for us yet but by the time this releases it will be so which streaming service uh hbo okay makes sense yeah Yeah, no yeah because it's it's harry potter stunt double who got paralyzed doing a stunt and they had a, a very a very close relationship during obviously the filming but also after as well so it should be really interesting to see um also really interesting like dealing with fame as a kid like that because obviously we all know now that like daniel radcliffe dealt with alcoholism for like a lot of his life and i feel like i don't remember i mean i was too young i don't really remember that coming out when he was working 
because I don't know. They probably just tried to bury it, but I don't know. I just feel like that's got to be such a messed up show business life where like he was probably just struggling so bad. And I bet so many producers and like people on set know, knew and noticed, but they're just like, we can't care. Like we need to keep this machine going. Like we can't jeopardize it. And the fact that like now he says he can't even watch some scenes of Harry Potter because he just knew, knows he was blackout drunk and just sloppy and it's just a dark time in his life. It's just, it's just sad to see, but seems like they're all doing all right now. I think, I mean, it's cool because uh, Ron Weasley, oh shit, what's his name? What's his real name? Rupert Grant. Rupert Grant. It's cool who we saw him in Knock at the Cabin this year. Um, but Emma Watson hasn't done a movie in like six years. Right. Um, Beauty, like, she, she did The Bling Ring with Sophia Coppola. She did, uh, the she did Little Women. East, Little Women. Which is She's done great season. things, just hasn't done anything since like 2018. Right. Well, I think after Harry Potter, she was in a couple of movies, and then I think she just like went to NYU and got a degree or something. And now I think she she's doing other stuff. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see if she does anything. But um, you know, like we, we I saw like you know with Matthew Perry's passing from Friends, we saw a lot of like clips of them at like reunions where like he always kind of seemed like the odd duck out. And I feel like that's the vibe I got about Rupert Grint at the Harry Potter one, and it, like just basically sounded like he just like fell off the face of the map, which is something you just focus on a family, which is good. But I don't know. It's like tough, like to go from that much fame to being nothing. Like, how do you deal with that? But Emma Watson obviously did fine. She became a star. Daniel Radcliffe's starting to be in more movies, but he kind of went away for a while. He like just popped up. Like he was in the woman in black. He was in now you see me too. Mm-hmm. He just kind of like showed up every so True. often playing like characters, like that just you wouldn't expect him to pick up. Yeah, his weird Al Yankovic last year. Yeah, was, Swiss in, Army Man. Yeah, he was in like the Lost City or whatever, which is like a rom com last year. So he's yeah, he's in a lot of weird stuff, and he's definitely getting more of the acting game. Whereas Cam said Emma Watson kind of quit, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you deal with that kind of fame, and whoever's next is gonna have to deal with that same level of fame. But flip side, they're gonna deal with twenty times more scrutiny than any of the original Harry Potter cast did. So I do not envy the kid right now who's probably right at this very moment a six-year-old boy <laughs> has no no clue his life's about to change forever in a year and he's about to become the most talked about popular famous kid on the planet and they're gonna have to deal with that so best of luck to you kids <laughs> some kid in a bowl of cheerios watching teletubbies is gonna have a whirlwind of energy in about 12 months yep i wonder if any of the harry potter cast or anyone will return to like not be a part of the series but just to be like, hey, like I can help you through that. Like Daniel Radcliffe, he he's got to tell the six year old kid, be like, stay off the booze, bro. Like, just trust me, not the way you want to go here. Um, but anything else you want to say about the Harry Potter franchise? I think everyone has said before it's the one of the most consistent, if not the most consistent franchises out there in terms of something that ran for eight movies long. Um, anything else you want to add? Nope. Both franchise. All right. Well, I am Slytherin. George is. Gryffindor, Cam is Hufflepuff, Seth is Ravenclaw, and we miss him. But this is our discussion of the Harry Potter franchise. I hope you enjoyed talking about it. And of course, we will be more than covering the reboot when it comes out. We'll probably be doing real quicks on the casting announcements or whatever and breaking it down a ton. And we're all cautiously excited for it, but I'm at least optimistic for what is going to come. Let me pull up executive producers real quick, but let us know in the comments down below which house you got if you did the if you did the quiz and then also um, who won our draft of best characters. Cause I think we got a lot of diverse picks there, but shout out to our executive producers, seven mod, Jeffy, Alexander Biscardi, Ben Hansi, Cody Whitney, Connor Connaughton, Dakota Buckner, Dean Cotamanidis, Dylan chip, 
Ferdinando Four, James Magos, Jimmy O'Connor, Jordan Gag, Josh Hines, Casper Lundberg, Luke Deerhog, Mitchell Glenn, M. Bate, Reese David, Remy Walker, Roko 1.0, Russell Hone, Robert Leo Slyson, Sean Morales, Stefan Johnson, Will Kim, and Zach Graves. Check out our Patreon in the links down below. And with that, we will see you on Thursday with a draft of 2.5 star movies, the most average movies of our drafts. So peace out.